Blog Talk Radio. I know of no one who has 
ever made this claim before, but I rather suspect that my experience is not unique. What perhaps is unique is the fact that I am willing to talk about it. We are living in a computer programmed reality, and the only every blue moon is fighting that pussy. That a dark-haired girl shows up at the door of the protagonist and tells him that his world is delusional, that there's something false about it. Well, this did finally happen to me. I even knew that her hair would be black. I had an actual complete sense of what she would look like and what she would say. She did appear, she was a total stranger, and she did inform me of this fact, that Oh God, 
piece of cake. Very secondly is watch me shake. Yeah. I'm the best nigga sight. Big gamble. Fill it down the middle strike. that we talk about is official tissue. I don't know what the fuck these other niggas talk about. Anyway, peace to the gods, peace to the family, peace to all of the uh, loyal listeners and everybody that's keeping it gully with they self and feel and love they self. We had a beautiful Friday. Be happy to be in the living. And um, let me tell you something, a secret. This is the big one. You heard? You ain't really do no living till you did what you wanted to do. You understand? And that's what we do. We do what we want to do. You feel me? So, you know, and it's under the full acknowledgement and understanding that we know where we are in time and space. We know that time is not a, uh, 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 it's more just, just a word. Time is a point of reference. And we know where we are at in time and space. What we meet on these Tuesdays and these Fridays, we kind of recalibrate time. You know what I'm saying? That 1111 that that my family been inaugurating for this time, it's almost has made us like priesthood of the priesthood. We realign time according to our dates, our propitious dates. You know, shout out to all my cosmonauts. You know, that's family. You know, shout out to Ra Cool. Welcome back to the building. You know what I'm saying? You a legend. And uh, Allah is my witness. I had been put it in the ethers. I said it to you. I put it on paper, you know, holy writ. You feel me? I said, yeah, the God is going to be kum fire kum in the building. You feel me? So the legends are all here. And it behooves you, man, to really take advantage of what is being presented because let me tell you something. This show tonight in particular is not for 
you know, everybody. You heard? It's not for the uh, Rudy Pujabronis. How my man and the rest of us say what they said, the Rudy Pujabronis. You heard? This ain't for you. Tonight is about the people and for the people that get this paper and that's endeavoring to get some bread and that utilize, you know, we in real time. So you hear the sirens. You feel me? It's going down around my way. Everywhere I'm at, it's going down, you know? <laughs> so anyway, back to what I was saying, you know, this show tonight is for those people who are really hit to the culture that the uh, the gift that the ancestors left you is an ability to monetize. And they gave you a legal system, and they also gave you iconography, and they also gave you a blueprint to the human soul and the flesh's preoccupation with the physical world. And with those tools, you are equipped with the ability to participate in your religion. And if you identify with the Kushite Empire as being the point of reference to civilized world, then you have to be in the, in, engaged in linguistics, archetype symmetry, architecture, uh, psychology, myth lore, and all that coupled with astrology. So all my students, I, am, I impress you to enamor what you already get with us in the Red House. Shout out to my, uh, my best students. You know, it's, it's interesting. My best students is the sisters. And so shout out to Sister Sophia and all the other sisters that's in the Red House, Sister Akasha, you know, all of the homies you know, that's really putting the work together. Now, the reason why the sisters get it is because they have a, a brain center that's larger to accommodate memory, especially memory that relates to the realm of feeling. So there, it's their nature to storehouse or be the storehouse of the mystery. So they get the information, you know, and this is the, the sign that, you know, the uh, romantic revolution that everybody's trying to inaugurate or create, we already pulled it off. You heard we've brought the revolution to a conclusion. So we've, we've done it with information and people empowering their children so their children don't feel alienated in this world. And that's one of the curses given to us by uh, Western culture. The, the, the secret that nobody tells the world is that white culture European Eurocentric culture, they feel alienated. You know, Frances Crest Wesley, uh, who my mother, uh, God bless her, she took me to see her on Atlantic Avenue when she lectured in about, I think about, I want to say 86, uh, 85, 86. And that's where I first became, uh, 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 I was about 12, 11. I first became aware of that instinct within white male culture to be afraid of black masculinity or assertiveness from a black reference. And many of them, are the ones who are listening, they'd be like, shit, I'm not afraid of niggas. Well, they're, 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 your characteristics has been enamored by film and entertainment not to be afraid of niggas because they kill niggas in the first few seconds of every film or a nigga got a dress on. But in your DNA, you have a instinctual biological fear for that which dominates and that which takes over the world. And Africans have presented since time memorial the ability to inaugurate on some Hannibal shit 
the establishment of civilization all over the globe. You feel me? So they did it with uh, force and rigor. You know, I tried to tell an old timer here years ago that the way that Hannibal was able to galvanize all of those men, 80,000-plus Africans, is because he made many of them participate in viewing those uh, – those, uh, and this time he had them fight to the death and familiarize everyone with the reality, the reality of dying. So, you know, some of our brothers and sisters in the community, like the romantic, you know, look at Egypt or look at Carthage or look at world history as in regards to Africans, but Africans get it in. We taught the world how to put that work in. You feel me? So with that work that we've been putting in, we've been embossing our designs inside of the psychology of humanity since time immemorial, and now we are utilizing that. Now that we've become accustomed to it and learned and understand fully occultism and esoteric principles, we are now enamored with this new sense of being where we are now manipulating the symbols left to us by our ancestors so we can participate in our religion, which is monetizing. You heard? You are a merchant. The root of the word merchant is more, is love, is myrrh. It goes all the way back to time memorial, and your ancestors left you a system of divination to invoke within the presence of those who try to proclaim dominion over your soul and over your physical things. They tell you you have to use the laws of the water. Now, why is this that they left us a, a system of the law of the water? Is because we are dominated by water. Didn't Blue tell you? Didn't Blue tell you when he introduced them waters with all that bronze and silver and gold and all that, that water was the way? And now he's on a wave. If you ain't know, he's on a serious wave, and I see his uh, – we've been on his wave for the longest. You heard? And now his wave is manifesting openly. He associates style and religion to, you heard, maritime seamen. We barter trade. You feel me? So my point that I'm saying is tonight we're going to be talking about eloquently and from my corpus of understanding and knowledge, we're going to be talking about how to step your game up as far as your art and if you're in the realm of art and entertainment, because that's the only way you're going to be able to control the world is if you participate in your religion, which is to create. And for all of you people who are listening silently, you know, you sneak listeners who be sneak hating, the way that you can get in on it is if you have children, the realm of arts and entertainment encompasses your responsibility to create content for your kids because you're always complaining about everybody else and what everybody else is doing. You talk about Michael Jackson grabbing his nuts. You know what I'm saying? That nigga been dead. You feel me? You know, you you saying that's making these niggas put dresses on. That shit is confusing to me. Niggas is wearing dresses before Michael Jackson grabbed his nuts. You feel me? So my whole thing is this. Let's put this shit in perspective. You heard? If you have a responsibility or you cleave into the part of civilization that promotes life, then start at home. Start with the babies. Create them books where they don't have to be uh, feel alienated by a culture that wants them to digress. You're giving them a culture from the ground up. So one of the things that I remember eloquently before I can even formulate sentences, one of my first sentences was the black man is God. Yeah, and that is in my DNA. It's uh, it resonates through 
uh, my behavior and my attitude and my my persona. And even when I was a wayward youth, when I had fell off of the, the dean or the surat, you know, I still was the black man as God putting work in. I really put hands on, it's a matter of public record, that I have put hands on Caucasians. A lot of these people be on the radio and they be on these DVDs and they be talking slick and fat mouthing to these white folks, but they ain't never invoke no hell or show these white folks no hell. It's a matter of public record that that was used to be my thing at an early age. So I know the power of culture and I know what happens when history happens within the vacuum of time and space within the present context in our contemporary culture. So, uh, you know, shout out to the past and the future and all those things in between because you are not at fault for the way the world is. A lot of our people in this community are wearing the blame of the imbalances that you see in the world, and it's really not your fault. You know? So you need to get in line with the program as far as your religion is concerned. They speak about you eloquently in the biblical text and other contexts, and they give you nicknames. One of the nicknames they call you is the cartoon. They say that the cartoon, those from cartoon, are interested in sorcery. They also say those who are of the Kush or from Kush, the Kushdim or the Kushites, they are interested in astrology and dream lore, being able to tell the future based off of dreams and communicating with ancestors. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this to your attention is because your ancestors were so keen and so precise and so brilliant that they knew that there was going to be a time where you would be dominated by uh, an ideology less than you. So they said that we will invest our design still within their face, in their face, in the book that they most despise because they're going to associate this book with all of the evil things that invoke uh, all of the oppression on them, and that's religion. So those books that are associated with religion, those, all of those books are the memories, the forgotten memories and vestiges of what your ancestors brought to the table. So I implore all of you to utilize your, through the course of listening to our conversation, I want you to utilize all of the information that you've garnered from your experience here. You didn't ask to be born. You were born here. Cool. You know, let's go to the next step. And now let's garner a sense of empowerment from information. Now, information occupies a different sector of the physical world. Are your thoughts real, yes or no? Absolutely your thoughts are real. However, if I teach you something and I sit you on a scale and you say that what I just teach you was heavy, damn, brother, that was deep. Will the weight on your scale that you're standing on change? You're standing on a, on a scale. Let's say that you're a buck 50. I just gave you – you stand on the stage on a scale, excuse me, for a three-hour lecture. You just got inundated with information that you never knew before. Does it change your weight in the physical world? Absolutely not. It's like taking a computer. Me and you got the same computer. I take the computer, I put the computer on a scale, I have more information, you have less information, the computer's going to weigh the same. So information and psychology and what we speak about, it fills in a different volume. It fills in a volume 
of the spirit realm. Now, before we indulge ourselves in the full uh, breadth of our conversation, I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to allow the, uh, our brother who uh, facilitates the show, the brother Blue Pill, to speak briefly uh, about what he has to say, and I'm sure he has to uh, inundate the family with information regarding upcoming events. So uh, with that, and also open up the lines for co-hosting and whatnot, but that's really what the layout is for tonight. Your boy is going in. I'm, feel, I'm feeling special tonight. You heard? <laughs> for real. <laughs> and I was born in Chicago. I'm feeling myself. You feel me? So um, uh, with that, I'm going to get blue pill. Hold on, Sammy. Peace to the family. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Nota Ledge Radio. And, of course, you are rocking with the best. This is your host, Brother Blue Pill. Let me open up the line for my co-host, Brother Rad. Yes. Peace. Hey, 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 let me see what's going on. 347, Three, four, seven, 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 seven. Oh, no. Nah. Oh, nah, you want nah, an echo nah. chamber? Hang up I mean, and call back. back. Right now. I lifted the up. I just, I just received my package. It might be that. I'm looking at these new King Touch shirts. It might be that. 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 Well, we're not going to do the echo chamber. Just call me back. Call me back. All right. Yes, indeed, family. Peace and welcome. We ask that you uh, get on your campaign updates, your Facebook, send out the, the tweets, put it on your Instagram, let them know that you are here. KTL Radio, you are rocking with the best. You are in for a treat tonight. The rabbis in rare form. Okay. We're about to get into this dog star hip-hop, you heard? Very quickly, let me make some announcements about upcoming events that are coming to town, to your town this weekend. Uh, tomorrow, <clears throat> in Harlem, New York, Transforming the Temple, the Bliss of Now event is going down. The keynote speaker will be Susan Taylor, formerly of Essence, I believe, yes. Uh, she was editor in chief of Essence. It's only the legend coming to Harlem. All right. This is going to be at the Taino Towers, 240 East 123rd Street. It's only $8 in advance. All right. $10 at the door. So this is going down at 12 p.m. at noon to 7 p.m., 426.14. All right. This is Transforming the Temple, the Bliss of Now. Shout out to my brother. Bashara and the wonderful sister that he brought on for the last episode. I forgot her name. Yes, but she will be in the building. All right. Shout out to all of the healers out there. Um, I'm being told that the Umar event here in Los Angeles was postponed. I don't have any further information on that. I do believe that 
Wesley will be at Karasaba tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Alpha Arabia. You bringing that to to, to to Los Angeles. So, yes, indeed. That's classical. We will be seeing Brother Wesley tomorrow to Karas. I'm sure, like, all Karas events is probably going down at 6 p.m. You can look up Karas Center online, K-R-S-T, Karas Center, and call if there's any additional information that you need about that event. But only thing that you need to know is that you need to be in the building. All right? Because Wesley is definitely... Scholar of the ages, he does not let down, you know what I'm saying? And the brother has some pertinent information that are definitely, um, you know, is useful. You know what I'm saying? It's applicable. You can use that info right there. All right? And he is, he's at the forefront of writing history. That brother has his, his, his hands and his nose in the dirt of the past. He's digging up some gems that have been cleverly hidden from you that speak to your identity as a black god. So let me go to the phone line and bring the brother Red in. Three, four, seven. Peace. Praise God. All right. Got your thing together. Okay. Indeed. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. So we are, I don't want to say short on time, but programs already underway. So let's make these announcements that need to be made so we can get right into, uh, you know, the continuation. Yes, sir. I'm going to be real quick. Sunday, yeah. April 27th, New York City family, Brooklyn, New York to be exact, at Nicholas Variety Bookstore, 570 Fulton Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11217. From the times of 12 p.m. to 6 p.m., we are going to be welcoming, rolling out the red carpet for our sister um, at Genesis to Madi. She is going to be presenting her <clears throat> four-city tour, and this is her New York stop. The name of the lecture is going to be called The Power Within, and power is spelled P-O-W-H-E-R. Oh, I like that. If you feel yeah, as though you have like... low willpower, weak intuition, just enough money, not enough energy, been stuck in an endless cycle, want to start a new career business, lost yourself within your relationship, trying to convert to a healthier lifestyle of living, we just we have just what you need, the art of a goddess. Learn how to manifest with tantric techniques, normal rituals, astrologic, so much more. Register now and get your tickets, powerwithin.eventbrite.com, or you could call 404-941-5739. That's the Genesis Samadhi Tantric Doula, and she is going all the way in. Salute to her and her team. And then, yes. the same um, I mean, the same day, a little while later, from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. at National Black Theater, Harlem, New York City, you, we are going oh. to be welcoming legend Dr. Phil Valentine, Dr. Deborah Blair, Ross Ben, and Brother Polite as they present the first annual UFO conference that is going down. New York City is buzzing this weekend. It is on fire. I'll see everybody in the building. When you see me, salute me, holler at me. I got these new, oh, Lord, I got this new merchandise on deck, these these Pharaoh T-shirts, these King Cut T-shirts, Anubis, and Pool. It is the game is officially over. Please do not play any games. They're going to be going very fast. So get yours 
our supplies last. And I mean, these shirts got wings, but we definitely turned it up. Salute to you, Blue Pill. Salute to the God Body A Rashid. I'm not going to take up anybody's time. Um, family, holler at us for the Cyber Book Club. Uh, we have a we have a, a, a library, a cyber library, of endless, endless, endless high level uh, books for you. Hit us up ktlempowerment at gmail dot com. Ktlempowerment at gmail dot com. Send me your info. We'll send you the book list and we'll take it from there. Peace. Peace. Yes, indeed. A shout out to my brother KT the Arc Degree. You know, Thanks. he's doing did his thing last Tuesday. Family, if you're listening to this and you didn't hear the Hollywood Decoded program for Tuesday, you got to go back in the archives. It awaits you, all right? You deserve it. Don't do that to yourself. And, um, you know, like always, when he breaks the seal, you know, the news cycle starts bending, you know, towards his weight. You feel me? If you could bend the spoon with your mind, and imagine what else you could bend towards your way. So, Got to check that out, family. Hollywood decoded. All right, the brother did a thorough, thorough breakdown of not only Captain America, but he dismantled Transcendence and the whole rest of them. All right, you want to check that out. So, yeah, y'all, the chat room is open. Check us out. Like I said, um, update your networks. Let them know that you're here. You're in the building. We're about to bring Rabbi back forth so he can do his thing. All right. If you out here in LA, like I said, make it your business to make it down. See our brother. Let's welcome our big brother Wesley Muhammad. All right. If I see you in the street and you out here and I don't see you at the event, I'm gonna act different towards you. You know what I'm saying? Because that brother, he 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 deserves your acknowledgement. You know, show him up. Show show some respect. At least hear what he got to say. He's a legend. No? He's a legend. All right. So you ready? Okay, family. All right. So you already got a preview of what you in store for. Let me read this description. Let me get this thing together. And we're going to get directly into it. You heard? KTL Radio presents... Dog star hip hop. So tough. Huh? Featuring the Kabbalah God, A.A. Rashid. KTL Radio Tonight. Join KTL Radio Tonight for another blockbuster episode. We will explore the proper placement of esoteric and occult themes for art, music, i.e., entertainment. We welcome back our brother A.A. Rashid, the Kabbalah God, who will be revealing for the first time techniques that enamor the art and creativity of our dedicated listeners. This will be a historic offering on the heels of a dynamic episode authored by KT the Arc Degree. You do not want to miss this gem. Tune in to get the tune-up. Family, we ain't got to tell you. Class is in session. Get your pads and your pens ready. It's finna go down. All right, we in the building. Of course, we got to set it off proper. You already know what it is. You know, get the uh, get the kittens up out of there. What about it? All right. 
Yeah, give me one second. Let me refresh this chat or this uh, studio, should I say. We're going to get a brother some intro music. And we're going to get directly into it. Yeah, yeah, Oscar, repeat my critique. Peter's Lopita, melanin is deep. Dog star, hip hop, past all the rest of y'all. Dogon Molly, nigga, higher than the rest of y'all. Big fat, skinny, small, ratchet, conscious, fuck you all. Never heard of none of y'all. My roots be the deepest. Irish whiskey, African NOY, militant. I've been spoons, nigga. I've been spoons, nigga. I've been spoons, nigga. Son of the Oracle. I fuck mistresses. I fuck your missus, nigga. Thought goddess head game. Autopilot found the plane. Fixed it. I'm a fucking mess, nigga. I'm a fucking Mexican. Ah, Olmec, Indian, backshot the Cindians, open up, let me in, Walter White, let me in, Walter White, let me in, Vivian, Westwood, Polos and Eastman, Collectives and Sheikha, Collectives and Ski Men, Cipriana, Oscar Eyes on her pearly gate, queen hips on sabotage, cook for me, I want to taste. Legend, where's the bombs at? <laughs> where's the bombs at, nigga? Bomb myself. Where we at? Hit them. Hit them shit. Hit it. Bomb yourself. Bomb my crowd. Bomb look, yourself. Look out for shot. Bomb yourself. Jesus. <laughs> you have a big up yourself. Because the 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 man the man them nowadays a big job. You have a big yourself up. Then everybody you have a big job. See? For real. So peace to the family, peace to everybody that's um that's doing the work. Shout out to Brother Wesley. See, that's why case one is important. You heard? Because I'm here in the town. I ain't even know that. Ain't nobody promoting that. You know, I'm thinking, you know, niggas supposed to be promoting that. You heard? Like, everywhere. Like, that's major. You feel me? Because uh, Brother Wesley, word is bomb. My, my, my old earth, God bless her. That's her book. That, 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 uh, the the last one, the Arabian Islamic joint, that's her book. I bought that for her, and she told me how much she said, he's the upgrade. You're on the nation, and she's first resurrection. You feel me? So she was there from the inception of the uh, the model for which what we approach in the Western world from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad establishing. Shout out to everybody in Shotgun. My brother Dawi L. Shout out to my brother. Tahuti Malik, shout out to my brother Tahuti, D'Angelo, you know, my, my family, Cassius D, you know, 
you know, Sister Inambra, you know, Sister, you know, come on. It's so many people. You feel me? You feel me? So shout out to everybody in the African uh, village of Chicago. They they show your brother from that. So uh, they official. You know, Shot Town is official. So, at any of your mind being created when you do all those Google searches. Google knows the neural pathway in your psychology because when you want something answered, you go wiki it or you Google it so it creates a neural pathway in your psychology that makes you clean to And as opposed to the literary mind with your ancestors left you behind, they taught you how to uh, recite, write, and read, you know, those were the cornerstones of your culture and being able to do those things enamors you with the ability to uh, move physical things. We're in the business of controlling matter, if you didn't know. So the most important thing that you have to take consideration is when you're trying to control matter, you have to fix yourself and remove yourself from the corcusodial form of thinking which creates obstacles and creates differences in between mass. The African psychology integrates all things in the physical world and finds a place for them. So that is what we were always sequestered for and called upon to organize everyone's thought patterns according to the archetypes that we had already uh, had a a literary uh, uh, culture behind uh, 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 expousing upon and living through. So now, a very interesting um, tidbit is the fact that I want to bring this to everyone's attention, that this show is, again, for artists, for people who are entrepreneurs, people who are selling things. If you're not selling something, you uh, maybe you're not – under the um the you're not a citizen of the thought that everything is for sale including your time as well as your uh energy your time and energy are what is consistently consistently being monetized so it behooves you while you're in the physical world 
that if you have a product, I think that's what the underlying clause of uh, African-American pursuits towards what we call eloquently consciousness is, it's about creating a means by which not to be hungry and ousted in the society based off of commercial uh, things. So one of the ways to do that is to be abreast of the fact that you and I all have to have something to sell. If you don't have anything to sell, um, even your labor, you heard, if you don't have nothing to sell and your labor's not even monetizable, how can you actually ask for money? How How is it that people wish for great things? I mean, their only option would be the lotto, and then some people is even not even keeping it real with that. you got to be in that shit to win it. I know some niggas that play the number every day, you know, and they be hitting you know, but we be sitting back sometime and I say we because I want to resonate, I want to connect with my listeners. And when I say we, I speak to you, I speak to myself. And when I say we, and let me tell you this, not we as in French, I'm talking about we as those who resonate with what I'm saying. Sometimes we put the cart in front of the horse and then be asking ourselves why the machine ain't going nowhere. And the reason why the machine ain't going nowhere is because we ain't selling nothing. You feel me? So the point of this show tonight is to show people how to improve the quality. Yo, don't like everything. <laughs> the improve the quality of our, what you call it, of our environment. You heard? So... Uh, improving our quality of our environment entails us being able to control the circumstances surrounding our life. Now, life is interpreted through perception. What are the vehicles of perception? Now, my students are abreast of this because they are beyond the average mentally and spiritually. And, you know, I hope many of them are pursuing the greatest thing that you can pursue. And everyone listening is emotional maturity. It doesn't matter how much stuff you know and what you know. It's emotional maturity is what is important. You understand? If you are emotionally mature, you can manipulate the physical world. Not being emotionally mature makes you consistently a victim. You're always pointing the finger to talk about somebody trying to uh, 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 superimpose their ideas and concepts on you, and then you live this life of, from the beginning to end of of what people eloquently call a struggle. You really don't want a struggle. Struggle is a deep word. You know, you don't want to struggle. You want, you know, you want to transcend struggling. And one of the things you have to do is to address the fact that your perceptual envelope is interpreted in four ways. This is very important. All things in the physical world are hoisted on the law of four. The number four is the encompassing principle surrounding all of the physical world. One of the representations of the third dimensional intelligent physical world is four combined with another four. And the way that you see it is you see it emblematic in the physical personage and perception of a box. So I'm going to take you right here, and I'm, I'm, I want you to ride with me and understand where I'm going with this. Okay, so hoist yourself. 
Okay. Now, very interesting that when we say the term box, and if, if you were to close your eyes, and I say the term box, because I'm speaking to entrepreneurs and artists alike, and I say the word box to you, what comes to your mind? And some of you are, uh, 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 you, you, you think each chakra, I want everyone to know, is an individual brain. The chakras are all surrounded around the endocrine system. And when you look at the endocrinology and you look at endocrine systems, they all have the same consistency as that of the brain. They have a cortex on the outskirts, on the external part. So you have seven distinct emotional experiences that you can have with the physical world. This is something that's lodged into your material matrix. You are dominated by the number seven. Later on, we'll talk about Saturn and Saturday as it relates to seven. Now, when I say the word box, those of you who are living and experiencing your reality in your first, second, and third brain, and this is 90% of the populace, 99% of the African-American who have never been initiated in the realm of culture, your mind is occupied on first, second, and third floor. Now, when I say first, second, and third floor, I'm saying that your consciousness and how you interpret reality sentiently through your four perceptual envelopes, your hearing, seeing, smelling, and tasting, you interpret them through the mind and the cortex of your lower region associated with your genitals, the other with your stomach, and the other with your what is eloquently called the solar plexus, which is called the breadbasket by some occultists. And what is above it is the heart chakra. And that is the that is the forty day and forty nights required by Jesus to walk across the desert and be tempted by the devil. He has to keep his heart clean. And when you find inside of the biblical context that there is a point of reference inside the biblical context where the children of Israel are held in captivity in one period from and not allowed to transcend or travel for a number of three days. And those three days are representative of, and the word day in ancient language is yom, and yom has a connection to the word yam, which is water. So time is a measurement of water. And when you go back to our commission, North African genius, they attributed the celestial waters of Nu with the phenomenon of space, which is, of course, associated with time. When you take in consideration space, you must also take consideration time. So they called it Nu. And the root of the word new linguistically is the noon sound. The noon is associated to fish. It is the 14th letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And the phenomena have the 14th piece missing by the, uh, the, 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 uh, the protagonist of the commission, 
uh, um, high-end mythology and spiritual technology of Sar, his 14th piece is devoured by what? A fish, which represents the 14th letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So it behooves anyone listening, if you're not a Red House uh, student, it behooves you to become one in this respect that you have no access to ancient psychology and the ancient meanings and the means connecting uh, our ancient cultures if you don't have the linguistic bridge of Hebrew, which is the vestige left to us by our ancient ancestors, those from the Punt, Punt, Phoenician, Chaldean, Chaldean, Kushite, Empire, the preoccupation with linguistics is the upgrade of the preoccupation with mouth-to-ear linguistics. Now, mouth-to-ear linguistics is what has separated the, um, the intellectual world and the scholarly world from finding the African connections to many of the North African and, and uh, Commission uh, legacies, because linguistically, if you have a culture where the people's psychology is encroached more in their folklore and their interrelating, their societal interaction through mouth to ear, then how is it that we can create a correlation if the Western man doesn't have books to create correlates, you see? So it becomes difficult, but it's easy for us to Red House students, people who are um, students of our culture and what you eloquently or we eloquently consider consciousness, we in fact know that we can find the living ancestors of Kim today linguistically. And because they say in the Commission culture that Asar's children went to the West, they are speaking about West Africa. And when we go to West Africa, we find this very, very uh, uh, proud people, the people of Senegal, who are Islamic in the political cult, in the external, but they have a very elaborate spiritual technology. And their language, which is composed of a little more than 4,000 words called Wolof, is in fact identical to the Medunatur. So it's very ironic that we have to go back to the Islamic African mind to understand the psychology and modalities of thought preoccupying the mind of the ancient people. So those who are following what I'm saying, everything that I'm saying is a matter of public record. You can go find it. Um, one of the cornerstones of our community um, and one of the pioneers of what we call consciousness and African liberation, uh, Dr. Sheikh Antetiop, he uh, eloquently in his um, books have expressed that there is a undeniable uh similarity between Wolof and the Medunatur. Now, very interesting, when you delve into the practice, the Islamic practice of the Senegalese Muslims, they are entrenched in what is uh, called by Western men Sufism. However, a deeper look into it, you find that they are the custodians and the uh, present caretakers of the system of spiritual symmetry. Spiritual symmetry encompasses art, 
and the artistic mind to be able to employ through writing and narrative as well as visual art the ability for you to place within your art and your expressions the dimensions of God. Now, when I say the dimensions of God, this has no dissidence. It does not go against what you say when you call yourself God. You all call yourself gods and goddesses. So then when I say that you employ the symmetry of God in your art implies you utilizing those things which are encompassed in your creation, what, who and what you are as an individual is a mathematical principle. And that mathematical principle has been hidden in plain sight in the form of various names, titles, and myths and stories within inside of the biblical context, as well as the, uh, you know, the, the, the art of the world. Now, I started this conversation with numbers, and it's going to end with numbers because everything starts with numbers and ends with numbers, but I took a number and I made a shape to it. I said, hey, the number four is what hoist all things physical, and then when you add another four to it, not numerically, but you add a number four to it, or another square third dimension on the visual plane, you get a square, you get a box. So I want you to understand that the square, I want you to accept this. I want you to accept this wholeheartedly. I want you to embrace this and walk with this as though that this is solid. Don't question it. If you question it, then, you know, you can go chase some conspiracy niggas, you know, go fuck with that bullshit. You heard, I'm about to tell you something that is definitively large within the psychology of humanity. The square or the box is synonymous with female genitalia. It's not a slang. This precedes the slang linguistics that we associate with female genitalia with a box. Now, evidence for this or one of the key uh, points of reference that you want to use is you always want to use segue points from your contemporary point of reference to where concepts come from. So now if we find conceptually that in the biblical context, and let's break this down, biblically the preoccupation for my Masonic brothers who are listening or are listening in the, uh, the shows, everyone who is Masonically inclined, the Elaborate story detailing the KST is detailing the method of creating a box. The box that they're talking about on this porch of time, there are two pillars on there. This is iconography that you can't remove from the human psychology because humanity is based off of polarity. Humans are created from pillars which are fighting and fending for, for its own dominion in the physical world. The physical reality is predicated on a fight between two polarities. You understand? Those polarities are expressed in the form of gender. Write this down. You cannot make money if you don't know where gender lies or exists in your reality. You understand? This is a society that is, yes, they do some gender bending. However, reality is law. Reality 
distinguishes and shows us distinctly that there are differences in nature. The female represents the physical world that you can see. The masculine represents the unseen realm. However, while we are having this conversation in the physical world, the entity which has dominion over physicality is the female. Now, for my young brothers who are struggling in your relationships with females, and particularly those who are listening who live with women, if you live with a woman and your dialogue or what you have to bring to the table is not above the worldly and if it's not encroached within the spirit realm, you will be fighting a woman in the physical world and your fight will be in not. You will be participating in the method that she uses, which is emotionality to control physicality. She has a bigger location in her cortex for memory. So memory, her memories of experiences enamors her with extra emotions to, in other words, create the environment that emotionally you are living in what we call the Mara. If you're arguing, you're, you, are in, you are a sailor on a boat nigga, without a paddle, and it's a storm about to happen, and you're in the middle of the ocean, you heard? Waves, is pop- it's popping, you heard? Now, how do you argue with that? You can't argue with it, you heard? You have to employ a science that's predicated on you tapping into higher energies, and this is why you were enamored with the use of language. See, women represent in the universe on the gender level, they represent choice. This is why your ancestors left you archetypes for you to utilize and participate in the realm of commerce. The reason why they use women to sell products is the same reason why the ancestors use Eve to introduce the apple or what is eloquently called the apple. But she gave him a... uh, what is called a, uh, a, 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 what was it? It's a uh, mouth, mouth, hand, mouth, hand, uh, uh, the, the term don't have, it's peri, mouth, head, hand. So she gave or suggested to Adam, and the word in Hebrew is peri. Those who've read the Boaz Primer, they are um, flying above you who have not read it. Those of you who are not Red House students, those who are listening who are are flying above you right now, they know what I'm talking about when I speak about the iconography associated with each of the archetypes in language. Language will detail and show you what your ancestors were thinking about and how simple and brilliant they were. They used the word for fruit, the word that we have as fruit, comes from the ancient word peri, which is the same root for the word pharaoh. So pe in language means mouth, resh or r means head or first, and e or y means hand. So how eloquent would it be for Eve to offer Adam an object 
which requires his hand to bring it to his head where the location is of his mouth. You understand? So the fruit that they're talking about, it doesn't have nothing to do with sukhova. It has everything to do with what men ingest and what they participate with based off of choice. So when you take up the task of eating, you're making a choice, and you have your olfactory senses there to protect you from making poor choices. So your eyes are there so you can see things that make you enjoy the food. Now, if you want to look at good food, you go, go to an uh, uh, a open salad bar, you heard? Or go to a Mexican restaurant where the dressings encompass the extras that they put on it. And you look at the color schemes involved in what you ingest. And you can get a lot of gain, you entrepreneurs and you brothers and sisters who are trying to sell food. Now, when I go to those establishments, they don't sell no food that's greenish yellow. You heard? Because no, I, I dare you to tell me something that's highly coveted, that people go run and kick people over, knock people down, to go buy that's the color yellow. You heard? Because even in nature, even in, see, you're trying to be, you're talking about fruits, Lord. Don't do me like that. I'm talking about established things that people sell, you heard, that are sold, you know. People ingest things that are red, you heard. They ingest things that are green, you heard. And they do so with great vigor. They love those two colors in their palate. I can't really think of nothing that people that's highly coveted that's blue. You heard that people will eat. You heard? Now that means that the color blue has a different sector of valence in the psychology of humanity. It represents this. Yes, they will put something red in a blue package because blue represents the ease and calm of a clear water, safety, and a sky of promise. You heard? Red resonates and speaks directly to your three lower realities below your solar plexus. You understand? Right. So now when you go into, um, when you go into a, a store, now this is what they do. They will couple colors with other colors there to resonate or make them vibrate off one another to give off a different significant symbol. So people will be speaking, talking about how negative and um, uh, McDonald's eating is, right? They, they, they got big symposiums also on how disgusting, you know, McDonald's foods is. But McDonald's at the end of the day is not about cheeseburgers and french fries. It's more about real estate with over a million locations, you know? And the one thing that they tell people who travel from the Americas is that that's one thing you ain't got to worry about when you go across seas. There's a McDonald's in every fucking country. You heard? When I went to South America, yeah, when I went to South America, they had a church's fried chicken right off the river. People was getting off the boat to go on to the to, into churches to go get a $700 burger. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, this is off the chain. But that's how I stayed away from the malaria. I didn't eat the churches. I ate what the people ate. That's another, you know, discussion. But my point in all of this is aesthetics. Your visual perception tells you what to eat and then smelling. 
smell it. You remember more of what you smell than what you see, what you hear, and what you taste in anything. Did you know that? You can smell up to five. You can remember to 5,000 smells. Your olfactory sense is keenly important. If, if we do a profile picture of you and we look at you sideways, you know how they take a picture of you when they lock you up, they get the front and then they get the side picture of you. And we take and we look at you profile, the organ which protrudes in your face is the nose. There's a reason why your nose protrudes and is the first thing from your body if you're standing up straight. If you ain't got a gut, the first thing, the thing that extends out off your body is your nose. Why? Because your nose gives you deeper access into the memory bank of the physical experience. And this is one of the key components of the realm of matter called Malkuth. When you participate in the realm of the physical world, if you smack yourself, pinch yourself now, that's the realm of Malkuth. Feel yourself in this physical body, that's the realm of Malkuth. But what is the realm where all your thoughts exist? Your body is in Malkuth, but where is your thoughts of high-end spiritual thoughts? Where is the thoughts when, you, when you're doing your kundalini yoga and you're doing all of your practices to raise your vibration? Are those, are those uh, living on the physical world? No, they encompass another vector of spirituality. They live in the realm of Yetzirah. Yetzirah lives and exists right above you. That's where the unified field of reality exists, where we all exist simultaneously in a collective thought. And this is where everyone who has something to sell to the world, they sell their products to that realm, Masonically. Back to my brothers, the synonymous undertone of a square is synonymous with the KST and is synonymous with the personage and the hero, which we know as King Solomon. His word, or, and I said that correctly, his word, which is his name, word is the logos, the creative aspect. His word or his name is spelled Shin Lamed. Mean he. My Red House students know I just said a number. Sheen, 300. Lamet, 30. Mean, 40. That's 370. And the he equals what? Five. The 375 is what you, brothers and sisters, are introduced to when you get to your second degree when they speak about the spiral staircase or the three, five, and seven steps. Those numbers encompass some of the, uh, the uh, equivalency, the numeric equivalencies which are responsible for that square, that box that we're speaking about. Now, that box that we're speaking about that you come out of, that you are from, that you are, is also encompassing. Imagine if you had an energy field that extends uh, out of or from your body and how it would look on the astral realm. It would look like a coffin almost because you were emitted within the confines and the parameters of some form of structure. So the bricks that the Freemason utilizes, the bricks that the Mason utilizes operatively 
is reminiscent of the coffin that you and I lay on. And when you put a brick next to a coffin, they, they are of the same dimensions because that is the most proficient uh, shape, rather, to actually create something or an edifice of that fact, to, to, put, to intentionally create form is to create the energy field which attracts things to each other. The reason why our ancestors created mounds and pyramidal structures is because mass attracts energy. If you create a large structure, people make rock gardens in other parts of the world. And the reason why is because the concentricity and the force of bringing rocks and, and things of the telluric realm into the fulcrum or into a, 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 a uniform position attracts energy, and the energy which is attracted is energy which is uh, associated with the ionic world. They're called negative ions. So negative ions are emitted in the presence of pyramidal structures. So shape denotes also purpose, not just with the physical in the human flesh, but also external to that as well. Now, important thing you want to take in consideration after we have already registered into our uh, gnosis, gender is one of the key components to hoisting your psychology to the physical world and manifesting. You have to know where the genders lie. So now, if you're an entrepreneur and you're promoting a product, let's say you're a filmmaker, and in the film montage, unfortunately, the greatest feat in film right now is to be able to create a 30-second commercial. And that's just because the industry demands commercials. It, it, it's interesting to me that people have all of these online services and all of this shit that they do. They also have YouTube, but nobody has commercials. You feel me? So I, I like, like five years ago, four or five years ago, I made it my business to – do what I do based off of those commercials, and I see I have like a peak I reach where I, I hit my market. And I, when I ask people around the way or people I see often, did you see that new YouTube I put up? They'd be like, no, I didn't see it. Then I'd be wondering who the hell is watching. And then I find out that it's people all over the world who resonate with the imagery. And the reason why I do the imagery in the fashion that I do, I follow – you know, I get gained from a lot of sectors. One of my uh, students, who I'm also a student to him and his uh, realm, my brother, homie from out here in uh, Cali, my brother, uh, Tommy, Tommy uh, Thomas Bunn, he's a legend. He is a professional filmmaker, and he put me on the Sergi Eisenstein. And when he put me on the Sergi Eisenstein, I figured out that, Film is far more a uh, psychological preoccupation more so than one of entertainment. Entertainment is like a is like a second or third post event that happens after your psychology is being adjusted. So Sergi Eisenstein method is um, basically employed in all of those video montages that you might see that don't explain the actual images eloquently. They just show you images, and then in the postmodern sense, you put the meanings of them together. So now, if you know gender and you know your market, 
and you use a method such as Eisenstein's or you use a method and you and when you talk film, you gotta understand where film was mastered. Film was mastered with the preoccupation for spreading the propaganda. World War Two film was refined uh, lenses were used, uh, a style of editing and shooting and w- was refined based off World War II's need to spread propaganda and to pr- pr- promote uh, winning the war psychologically first in people's minds before a war is won on the land. So many of the innovations of film were um, were actually uh, innovated by Germans because they were uh, deeply entrenched in World War II in the form of the Nazis and and their culture and language is responsible for a lot of the technical aspects of what the Western world of offers. What the Western world gives the rest of the world technically is engineering in the form of machinery and things of that nature, especially in things like the Zeiss lens, a lot of the most premier cameras. They got a, they got 35-millimeter cameras that cost $20,000. You know, the Canons, everybody that we think are highly coveted, they shot Captain America, the, the one of the first ones, with the, with the 7D and did post-production with it. But before that, they, you know, they, they are using what you call it. They're using uh, lenses that were crafted from the engineering and the preoccupation with exactitude that the Germans afford to people. Now, of course, we all know that lenses comes from the Moors. The Moors created lenses. The uh, Al Haitham, the uh, the Muslim, is the one responsible for concave and convex lenses. He's the one who uh, refined that science within that that period where uh, for almost a thousand years we enlightened the world. Now, when you're talking about film and you're talking about your market, you have to find out who spends the most money with you. Now, if you are in the realm of film and you have a monetizable product, see, some people are saying that they're filmmakers, but they don't sell things. Some people say they're teachers, but they don't have anything to sell. Some people say that they're musicians, but they don't sell music. And and I think um, I partly blame the hip-hop world from 2002 or three that, you know, came on the dovetailed off of the whole 50, 50 Cent movement where artists musically started just giving music out. You know, that mixtape shit is weird to me. You know, um, you sit there, you're making music, you're, and you're giving it out for free. That shit is weird to me. That's whack and it's dumb and it's stupid. You heard? Especially in light of the fact that they have musicians the world over. There are billions of entries in the world of music. There are lanes in music that you have never even heard of that are monetizable. There are MCs and artists in every genre, from hip-hop to classical music, you have never heard of that are eating, you heard, that you never heard of. And the reason why they're eating is because they found their lane. Now, if you make music or film, the first thing that they sell you is they only sell you 30 seconds of a movie that is supposed to be on average anywhere from 120 minutes 
on down to maybe a minute and uh, I'm excuse me an hour and uh, a 45. You heard so. In that time period, and you, we know that films last all the way to three, you know, three hours, depending on the, the, the writer and the, and the text of the, you know, the screenplay. So I got a lot of brothers and sisters who always say they want an African-esque um, film. They want a film where there's no um, foul shit going on. You know, they want a film that bespeaks of their, you know, their greatness. And there are people who are able to do that. There are people in our community, there's people listening right now that are um, that are proficient in all of these mediums. The thing that's stopping them from being able to actually do the work is the community does not have a knowledge base based off of aesthetics. You can look at the iconography and the images associated with what people are selling. When I look at some of the stuff people are selling, and they say they're conscious, I'd be like, yuck, that shit looks fucking disgusting. And you asking me to buy it, and it's not appealing. You didn't follow the rules and regulations of aesthetics. If you're selling something to men, you have to utilize the realm of choice, which is occupied by the feminine goddess, females, women. You have to use curves. You have to use curvatures. You don't use squares. You use three dimensions to sell to men. To women, women like lines. They like line striations. They like uniformity. You understand? They enjoy that. They speak in colors, so you use colors when you're speaking or you're communicating to women visually. You use symmetry. Women like symmetry. The first thing, and you learn this from human behavior, and you, you, you find your way in this world, like if you keep it real with yourself, like real talk. Like I know some brothers that, uh, and sisters too, that if we were to gauge them based off the apothesis of Western society and try to find Western beauty in them, we, they don't measure according to what Western beauty is about. Western beauty says for women they have to be, no more than like 110 pounds. When they walk, you got to see directly between their legs. They got to have little, like little nubile titties. They can't be too crazy, and it goes against her ass. You know what I'm saying? And she has to be blonde or have a Brazilian type of weave or some shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what the Western standard is, right? Now, if you know ass don't fit, none of the motherfucking equations. You ain't got no right to try to fit into none of those modalities. You feel me? It's like this phenomenon of grown-ass men. If you're a skinny nigga, maybe you could get away with the skinny jeans and not look weird. But, nigga, if you're a big nigga, I'd be feeling like kicking these niggas in their ass. Like, son, you're bugging right now. You heard? These niggas be having them tight jeans on. Like, dude, you're following a trend. You're not even fucking... You're not yourself right now, my my nigga. You feel me? So I'm like, yo, you getting too? It's you get not, not even. It ain't even dandyism. Cause Fred Astaire, they say, was the be, the best of the dandies, but he ain't wearing no tight shit. He just danced and always just smiling at the at the at the hoes. You heard? So he, you know, the 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 whole modality with perception 
and promoting and selling and marketing is reaching your market and understanding what your market cleaves to aesthetically and what it is that they find to be the apotheosis of beauty. Now, they are changing people's perception of beauty, but not changing it dramatically. They're just shifting it to various color schemes. They still keeping the sisters especially in the line of thinking that they have to look like those coat hangers that walk up and down the, um, the, 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 the modeling you heard on the runway. Those women are lift like that for a reason because they're more manageable. <laughs> the designers in them could demote them. They ain't got no bunch of food in them. Know how they're hungry as a motherfucker. They can tell them what to do. You hear me? You hear me, Blue? Listen, so if you ever look at fashion shows, because I look at fashion shows, I want to see what the next thing is going to happen in three years. That's why I was able to tell people, you can listen to my old shows. I told you everybody was going to be wearing bandana prints. I told you that shit last year. You heard? Go up and down Flatbush Avenue. You go down Fulton Street. Go up uh, 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 in the Bronx where all, you know, the niggas buy their urban clothing, and you're going to find the bandana print deeply encroached inside of the, the next movement. Why? Because the, the creative director at Louis Vuitton put it on Instagram two years ago that that's where his direction would be with Louis. So I live in Los Angeles. I live right here where the first crate of clothes or the material that comes from, because I'm closer to Asia than you on the East Coast. You think you fly in New York, you're not fly. All your shit comes from over here. All them nudie jeans, all of them, the trues and all of that stuff, you can find that stuff for way far cheaper over here because it's closer to China. You have to just buy it in bulk. It's right here, right where I live. I get to see the trends before it happens. You understand? So whatever you're selling, you have to find the pulse that resonates to where it comes from. So now if you're in the holistic realm, you have to use the color white. Take away your emotional connection to the color white and you thinking that it has something to do with people gentilically in your language. It is an aesthetic look and appeal that promotes what people who are sick need. They cleave towards cleanliness. They need, in order for you to buy something from them, they need the colors green to promote life, and they need the color white to promote cleanliness. Don't tell me you're selling nothing that deals with health and you got these purple schemes and orange and you got African flags. Nothing against the bandera. I love the bandera, but everything has its place in the realm of commerce because your flesh is what has most importance over the uh, the the emotional experience that your intellect will have and render you what you call reality. Your flesh determines for you. And this is why your ancient used animals as iconography to show you how these animals resonate to parts of your psychology. When you are very humble and you're, being humi- you're dealing with humility, you are represented as a monkey or an ape. You heard? 
when you are when 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 women are t- take caring of children, they're caretakers of children. You are represented as a hippopotamus, the sisters, because the hippopotamus protects its its young and is representative of the galactic center. Women are responsible for bringing the male seed into the box to fill in the spaces of within. The temple of God, the priests come in and they recite the hymns and the names of God and they light incense. Incense are an iconographic, uh, iconographic uh, representation of sacrifice. You heard? Blood or anything that blood lets or allows blood to let is the location of a sacrifice. Menstrual cycles, when you cannot participate in uh, um, some of you niggas are foul. Y'all run them light. But when you don't run it, you are dealing with a sacrifice. That's the time where you just can't, you can't, you know, we live in a cyclical society. So cyclically, the cycles, when you pay attention to cycles, if you pay attention to women, you can pay attention to cycles. You can know what's going to happen next. You could tell, you can foretell an a, a earthquake or an earthly calamity if you pay attention to the pulse emotionally of your female counterpart. You understand? And that takes you to be resonating masculinity above the plane of the physicality of mass. That's why men are always asked, when you work out, looking buff and crazy and all that, it shows that you fuck with resistance. You heard? Working out has always been more of a male thing because it shows that you are denouncing this body. You know, people work out, pull up, do pull ups, pull, sit up, dips. You can see cuts and all that shit. Those niggas represent psychologically those people who have denounced the flesh and use resistance, and those are people who they utilize to promote in the psychology of people's strength. You heard? Mr. Clean ain't no um ain't a fat nigga or a little skinny nigga. Mr. Clean looked like he worked out. You heard? And a very interesting note, I met Mr. I met the dude who made Mr. Clean when I was in prison. He was from the advertisement company that created the first Mr. Clean. And this is a white man who killed his wife in a crime of passion. And instead of him being on Rikers Island, they used to have him come from the mental institution because he was from money. You heard? And because it was a crime of passion, they give you a reduced charge. So if you and I fight, nigga, like nigga fighting in the street, and I shoot you, they give me 25 to life, he kills his wife, stabbing her 40-some-odd times, he gets uh, three years in probation. You understand? So this, that, that's very interesting. But he told me that when they first made Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean was uh, far darker than he is now. You heard? So the prototype for which was inaugurated and embossed inside of the human psychology of what they call tall, dark, and handsome has always existed within the psychology of the human populace as a method to promote uh, cleanliness and order is, is the black man. The black man, even in the Europeans' version of, Christi- of, of excuse me, Christmas, they have a black man who's dressed in the colors blue and gold tripping, trimmings. His name is Swartz P.T. And Swartz means black in German, and P.T. comes from father, means pata, means black father. So they, their, Christ, their Christianity, excuse me, their Christmas 
and Amsterdam and their Christmas and Germany encompass not just Santa Claus, that's what they call him, Santa Claus, it involves as well Swartz Petey. So Swartz Petey's job is to make sure that Santa Claus don't cheat the kids or fuck the kids. He just give them the gifts and keep it moving. You understand? So, and that that's a matter of public record. I'm not making this up. I've been to Germany. You heard? Swartz Petey is a legend. You know, all Santa. So you got Santa Monica. You got Santa Barbara. I'm like, they gave it to them just like that. They gave them people Santa Claus. That's not a masculine saint. You know what I'm saying? It can be. It would have been Santa Claus. Why is he Santa Claus? Everything with a Santa on it out here denotes femininity. So that's just, you know, that's just something to ponder. You feel me? <laughs> when you break it to, uh, you know, a little Jessica, a little Amy, the Santa Claus ain't what you uh, initially thought it was. I know people that are still mad at their parents for that. Like, tight. You know? A girl told me she started stripping because of that. A mama told her her that. It blew her whole situation. She just lost all trust in mama and started veering, swerving. But, um, yes, indeed, family, the brother's doing a phenomenal job. You know what I'm saying? Painting the picture. He just had to take a very quick uh, bathroom break. He'll be back extremely shortly. All right. Let me, um, Red, are you on still? Oh, I got to open your line. I'm on. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, indeed. Yeah, he's here. You got any commentary, any feedback? The brother's been, you know, been laying it I out. Mean, building Scott's yeah, was I good. Mean, AA is definitely going in. Um, I really, I wanted to, yeah, interject and add on, if if I may. Add on. You know, I just wanted yes, to share did. a thought because, yeah, I just really wanted to share a thought. I wanted to run it by both you and AA because you are also part of that alumni and maybe he can expound on it, you know what I mean? But I was reflecting the other day about a lot of people that we grew up with. You know, if we were, if we were, if this was a constellation, you know, a lot of the stars that are that, that we, you know, were born into this constellation with, they're, they're all shining in their respective sectors. You know, I was taking a toll about, you know, a lot of the people that are winning in the industry right now, and how we have so many so many ties and so much um, one degree, two degrees of separation, you know, it's always either the person behind the scenes that's, that's, you know, affiliated with us or somebody that's directly involved with the camp. And, you know, it brought me back to the tunnel, though. You know what I mean? It really brought me back to the alumni of that era in the tunnel, specifically, you know, that Sunday night where we were all converging, you know, in the tunnel, the duat, you know what I mean, respectively, and participating in the ritual, I already put it out there, how um, the, the nightlife at the club is akin to what we were doing during ceremonies. It was a, a ceremonial in 
dealing with the uh, spirits. It's dealing with sacraments. It's dealing with blood sacrifices. You know what I mean? Especially in the tunnel. It's dealing with a really high um, version of sexual magic. The women that are naked, you know what I mean, practically. Um, they had the co-ed bathroom, so there was copulation taking place. Uh, you know, there was all kind of sacred sacraments. And, you know, the different boroughs, you know, Queens was heavy, Brooklyn, Bed-Stuy, Flatbush, and Crown Heights to be exact. Now, the alumni of the tunnel are some of the people that are in power right now in many different sectors. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost as if, you know, that script that was written during that era is a script that we are all still living out to this day. So for AA to be able to identify the aesthetics, for AA to be able to identify the DNA and the fabric, one would say that you were responsible for weaving it. You know what I mean? One would say that you were responsible. You you know what I mean? Because remember, we're, you know, the movie was was starring, the movie is starring Jay-Z, Puffy, Diddy, Biggie, Nas, all of the people that came out of that, the locks, DMX, but it's co-starring niggas from Bed-Stuy and Flatbush and all of those places because, yeah, the artists, they they ring bells and everything, but they weren't in the club every night. They weren't in the streets. They put the soundtrack and the music out, and they dictate the culture. But who do they receive the culture from? Where do they get the slang from? Where do they get the stories from? It's the oh, it's not them. It's the co-stars that are the legends because they carry the culture. They carry the tradition. They live out the story and make it relevant. So when me and Burger and G Young and them went to Atlanta and wrote the code. That's the code that they're living by right now. I was on 2-5th today giving out flyers for the UFO conference, and my dude Cheese was next to me selling the um, the, um, the Mimi Foss and Nico porn, and everybody was stopping for that, but they didn't want the flyers for the UFO. You know? Interesting. To this whole tunnel thing. Wait, you said they didn't want... You said they didn't want to fly to the UFO conference? <laughs> nah. <laughs> they was good on the UFO conference, but they wanted that That's genie, not, that shower rod. They wanted that. That's not what they said. That's not where their mind I mean, is oriented to. You, no, you expect them to perspective. Research and development is a billion-dollar. Research and development is a multi-billion-dollar. They're going to be in there. You know? and I'm going to tell you, the crowd that's coming to that, whether or not, I bet yeah. you the crowd that come to that is a specialized crowd that's going to be encompassed with some of the old school people that we that we was raised yeah. around. Yeah. Yes, that is so, the creative collective. Yeah, if anybody that comes out who can wrap their mind around concepts of yeah. extraterrestrials and alien life forms, those are my people right there. Those are your artistic, yeah. creative we, we talent up on that. That's the talent pool. The aliens is the plants. Yeah, we grew up with right. plants and talk, and talking plants. The um the people who they depend on to talk about the alien lore, they say that the alien lore comes from them acknowledging a, a seed that grows plentifully around them called the pulse seed. You yeah. heard the dogon. So they associate mm-hmm. them with knowing about this entity called the noma, who's Whose whose name refers to those who come from the waters. You heard. So mm-hmm. we cling towards. We are aliens in, in representation, and and that's what the Naphtali represents. The children of Naphtali 
biblically represent the women who breastfeed their sons and their, and their children. Their sons and their children can be invested with the knowledge of the celestial realm that you can only get from breast milk, you heard? So the milky yeah. celestial realm can only come through the comfort of a breastfed child. A child that's breastfed is the one who is comforted by his father. Now I'm going to tell you something. This, you know, this, this, this is to some people, some people say that they grew up with their father and because they grew up with their father, some people feel like, hey, I grew up with my father um, and I'm good, you heard? But then it's people who grew up with their parents and don't have no emotional connection with their parents. You heard? And that's yeah. very interesting. You know what I'm saying? That you have both your parents, but y'all not cool right now. You heard? That's deep to me. And the yeah. reason being is because people are not taking into consideration the gender roles on the spirit plane and psychologically what parenting the father figure needs more so to have an emotional connection with a child more so than a physical one. You heard? Mother is by granted, you're there with your mother, the first person that feeds you and teach you how to talk and speak, you cleave to them. But there are people Mm -hmm. who have been, there are people who who have connections with their fathers, but their fathers don't necessarily live right there with them. That's why I implore people in this new context of socially interacting with the family how it is now, that with the women, um, being forced to uh, compete in job markets, it becomes real rocky in our relationships. So the women who have to work, those women who still maintain their relationships and their uh, relationship with their husbands and they work, those women should be applauded. But those women who work and come on with attitude because they have to work and bring that shit into the household, those that that's the area that brothers should need to uh, 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 talk about, you know, and and associated directly with the fact that the sister has to compete with him in that respect. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, everything that we talk about is practical. At the end of the day, we always try to bring it back home and bring it into focus. Now, a lot of people relationships suffer because of. Uh, the lack of finances sometimes, and the reason being is because people don't take relationships into consideration what they're really about. When you get into a relationship with somebody, you really participate in a legal agreement, you heard? Because if you, if you just fucking, you should be able to pay for just that event, you heard? You should pay for it so after you finish, you, you, it, there was something exchanged. Like, you have to have an exchange of energy, but when you're dealing with um, uh, relationships are you sharing emotional energy with people on an intimate level that's dealing with the flesh realm? you fucking with people's psychology if you're not reciprocating or giving something that substantiates or holds them down in the physical world. You feel me? So when you participate in a relationship with people, if you don't live with your words, you're really not in a relationship. Y'all just fucking one. Two, if y'all are living together and y'all not doing things together like making bread together, you heard, or speaking about your product or her product or working on each other's product or stuff like that and promoting and enamoring each other with the confidence to go out there and make this bread, then y'all abusing each other. 
You understand what I'm saying? So the only way that you can make bread selling things is if your package looks immaculate and looks like it can can compete with that which is highly coveted. You heard? So when you go to Park Avenue and some spots you go into, you go to Park Avenue, you go to Melrose, Sunset, whatever, you go over there, you go in some spots, depending on the, 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 the shit they're selling, they might give you a glass of wine, you heard, for even being in the building, you heard? Some spots you can't even walk in them shits. You have to call in advance and make a uh, an appointment, and they have to they they be low key going through and seeing if you if you yeah if you official tissue to even be in there. You can't go in the Bijou store. He has pictures in the front of the store of Bill Clinton or his clients who buy his shit. You heard Bill Clinton, George Bush. You heard not even celebrities, you know, political celebrities, you know, dignitaries, you know what I'm saying? And his basic motif, what brings people to his stores, he would put the yellow Bugatti in front of his establishment, you heard? So whenever you go down there, you can go there right now, as we speak, yeah, on Rodeo Drive, Bijou has, he's dead, his son is the one in control of it. They maintain the aesthetics of exclusivity, and everything that they sell is outfitted with the color yellow, you heard? Now, all of you who are all in line with African spirituality, you know what yellow represents in your African spirituality. It represents one of the gods. So these people, unbeknownst to themselves in many respects, sometimes be channeling ancestral energies. They're the ones that channel all of this stuff that you don't respect. You don't love your ancestors as much as you say you do because you in one breath say that you love them, but in the next breath you're scared of chickens getting cut, their heads cut off. But they're yeah. creating from that space. They're not infusing the love. You know what I'm saying? Where's the love of your ancestry infused into the things that you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it would express itself and it, it would be visible. You feel me? But people just want to study it and then claim it. Oh, look what they're doing, what I said over there. You feel me? I said, let me marry copper, precious metals, and precious stones. What other way can I honor my ancestors? but making that alchemical sacred marriage in the here and now because those things have been here from time memorial. So people would rather adore the jewelry, but then uh, when it's, when it's uh, Happy Earth Day and shit like that, nobody put a post up, but on 420, everybody got a post up. So you are enamored with the fur of the earth. You are enamored with the stuffings of the earth. But then people don't pay homage to the earth herself as if that's not your ancestor. And then arguing on the, the territory locations of it. I want to honor my ancestor, the ancestral land in Africa, but, you know, I'm in America. My mommy, granddaddy, granddaddy, daddy, daddy's buried here, but you're, you're not from here. Your feet only resonate with the soil in Africa? I don't get that. Well, I, I, you know, I kind of get it because from a, if you sell Afrocentric products, you have to be prepared for this. If you sell Afrocentric products, now a lot of people sell Afrocentric products. I put on my Instagram, I showed this group uh, called Jane's Addiction that none of y'all, y'all don't know none of their music. A lot of people can't quote, you know, the names of songs and like that. 
you got to be an extra serious nerd or you just cheat and Googling real quick. But they use African iconography. They use fezes and Masonic, um, uh, uh, all this, you know, even in the realm of punk rock. They use images of, 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 of ancestral energy. Yeah, uh, uh, they have this. Uh, they have this artist named Leaky Lee. Very, very, very Leaky Lee. Yeah, very, very famous and very significant in their their, their sector of music. She has a song called "Come Get Some." Yeah, and in and in the song she and in the music video she's actually doing a uh, a ritual. Uh, she's lighting candles. She's writing out what she wants, and she's saying, "You gonna get some." She, you know, she's saying, "You gonna get some." You understand? So she's invoking the spirit realm. How many of y'all seen um, the Beyonce montage, the the visual that goes with her album? Very significant because when I when I find I'm here in Los Angeles, and you know we all got nieces and nephews and cousins and little little people around us, and when little people are saying surfboard, they saying surfboard, right? They five or six, yeah. They saying floating on that surfboard on surfboard. They don't know what the fuck they saying, yeah. They have no idea what they saying. Now. What happens demographically if you, as a parent, or if you are a social programmer and you are interested in the health of your people, you better be interested in all the popular culture because these are going to be trends that are going to exist in the future in the same way that when you were a little kid, you inherited Disney. A lot of y'all went to Disney World when y'all was little. If your parents had a few dollars because that's some shit that they wanted to do when they was little because they maybe had it when they was little, they couldn't. You heard, but they grew up on Disney because you know that's what they grew up on. That was like you know acceptable. I in my culture, I grew up. My mother told me when I was a young, young boy, when I was like five or six, I didn't really have too much of an affinity for Mickey Mouse because my mother told me that Mickey Mouse, according to um, Matulu Shakur, had told her that it represents the colonizer. Mickey Mouse represents the colonizing the psychology and that they colonize the world through popular culture and through mouses. And then Islamically, in the Islamic world, because of their psychology, Mickey Mouse is not huge. You can't make a Disney world in, in Mecca because, according to the Sharia, anything associated with a mouse is evil because mice uh, carry with them that which is dirty. So they look at the American world like we crazy to monetize and be able to sell Mickey Mouse to kids. Now, let me show you something. Because I know a lot of people, right, and I know, I know brothers and sisters who are conscious, who are employed. You know, shout out to everybody who got a job. I am not mad at you if you got a job. That means you got a skill set. You know, a lot of niggas don't have jobs and wish they had a job. You know, now, that's cool. I'm going to tell you this. I know some brothers and sisters that work in the high-level uh, 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 showrooms and design rooms of high-end um, uh, 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 retailers of clothing, and they told me, they gave me some game. One of them told me, gave me some game, that one of his, like, Yodas and Masters told him that 
It's about color at the end of the day. And the reason why he was able to be a designer, and he was the one of the ones that was designer rockerwear for several years. And you didn't know you would walk past homie in the street and wouldn't even know it. And he from DeVille. He's from Brooklyn. He's from Brownsville. And he said the reason why most of his designs won is because he used Mickey Mouse colors, homie. You heard? He used the colors that they use associated with Mickey Mouse because it's already enlarged within the people's psychology. I learned this from Azariah. Azariah is the best cover maker in our whole community, Azazil. Azazil could single-handedly get paid to make covers for our community. He's a beast, you heard? He, he made one of my DVDs a classic. He named it and everything and gave it this cover. Uh, I did a simple little talk in the backyard in Miami years ago, you heard? Just, to, you know, extras to give to the people because I appreciated them for even allowing me to, um, they, had, they accommodated me well, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Sister Sophia. Brother Percy and Netta Unk down there in, um, in, in, in Fort Lauderdale when they was there. Brother Netta Unk now is doing the comedic yoga and taking it to another level in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? But they accommodated me so well. I felt like, hey, I owe them this. Let me go and give them a dissertation to supplement what I had already spoke about in my lecture. And I gave it to Azariah, like, here, Azazel, because, you know, he's an archiver. He'll keep it forever and have it and distribute it to the people. But he made a cover and named it, and he made it one of the most popular uh, uh, joints that I had because he uses, he follows the blueprint. He teaches us about esotericism, but he uses it positively to improve the quality of our life. What's better than that? You heard? Exactly. Now, one of my um, one of my homies that worked in high end fashion, he sent me a chain mail where he showed me where they get the logos for the high end stuff that people like Rolls Royce, Hermes, Versace, and all of that. He sent me an email. It's official now. He told me for years I was telling people that that wasn't no Medusa head, but it is a Medusa head according to the psychology of Gianni Versace. He said he chose the Medusa head because once you look at her or she looks at you, you're stuck. You heard? So spiritually, that's what he used it for. So he connected to the iconography. Now, visually, when you see the image, it mimics that of the iconography for that, which is Hermes, the god Hermes, because they use golden ratio in the forming of the face and the, and the appendages on the top of the head. So what you call the connection to, like, logos are very important. Logo, the word logo means word, but then when you put an S on it and somebody says, yo, I need some logos, man, I need a logo for my thing, you saying I need an, uh, a glyph or image that's, yeah, that speaks a thousand words. So, so this is the business that we're into. I deal with art. I deal with entertainment. I deal with um, some of some of my some of my clients. Some of my clients are are, are are significant people. You know what I'm saying? 
um, I, I had a designer come to my mom, my um, my mother's memorial, you know, um, to pay homage and to also meet and greet. And he's the person who's responsible for why niggas is wearing Jordans again, the retros. He's the one that brought the um, the images and the iconography that Red was putting and disseminating to the community in the form of the comedic deity. He the one that brought it to Kanye, and that's why he went and got the gold hair piece. You feel me? So, you know, shout-out to my man Boris uh, 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 um, Bernard. He got a, a art show called Pop Shit. He's a pop artist, visual artist. He's one of the people who encouraged me, and I get a lot of game from him as far as my iconography. And I'm going to tell you something. Shout-out to Cindy Ann. She's a legend. She's a very talented and brilliant artist, and I truly appreciate her on many levels in her artistry. And she expressed to me that because we put lightning bolts inside of our imagery pertaining to some of her, her musical projects that are, that are um, due to come out, they have been getting a certain edge of awareness from European markets. European markets are now associating their psychology to the lightning bolts that we use in our iconography. Now, where did I get the lightning bolts from? I get it from my Kabbalah. It's called the Barzak or the Barak, you heard? Or, the, or, the, or, 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 or it's a lightning bolt that represents the plasma that comes from clouds that comes into the physical world as first an idea and then manifests in the physical world as the plasma required. The very plasma in your blood comes from lightning. You feel me? <laughs> blood plasma, or every time lightning strikes, you know, whenever you see my image, my original image for Sidhu, because I came out with the brand years ago. I came out with the brand on the visiting floor in prison, you heard? Then when I came to California, I fleshed it out, me and my whiz. Me and my whiz, they handmade shirts in the crib in Long Beach, you heard? And my first image that she sold onto one of the shirts was a cloud with a lightning bolt coming out of it. And I said, this is going to be the glyph psychologically of fixing the success of everything that we do associated with creating, monetizing, clothing, and likewise from that point on to now. So now exponentially, we have a highly coveted line. I got people who get it. I only sell my hats to people who get it. Like, a lot of people request hats, but they, they don't get it, so they don't get the hat. You heard? Shout out to my homie in, 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 in Chicago, Nico Vels. He been got it. You heard? He gets it. You feel me? Shout out to my little homie Matthew, that and Rouge. He gets it. He got, you know what I mean? Uh, Emmett. You heard? My, my homie Al. They get it. You feel me? They understand it. Resonate. Shout out to Curtis in Tacoma. He gets it. You feel me? The Wizards, Coco, you get it. Everybody gets the, gets it, and it's about a lifestyle. So whatever you sell, whatever you monetize, you have to wrap it up as, a, as though it's a lifestyle, and it has to be a lifestyle that is above the, the margin of those people that you're marketing to. You have to sell them a reality that they want to ascend to. But you've got to find your market. That's why they say sometimes it's destructive just to sell the black people. Sometimes the majority of African Americans don't want to ascend past hair weaves and sneakers. You heard? So that locks you in. Like, like if you're selling shit to white folks, white folks want fishing equipment. They want scopes for rifles. 
You heard? This is the shit that they want. They go to Kmart. They, they, you go to Kmart in an area highly populated by white folks and go look for nigger shit, you're not going to find it. You heard? Like they, right, they like hats. Right, they like hats with the, bit, with the, with the brim bent up in the front, the, 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 the spacey-looking donkeys, and they like wearing shit like they, um, they hunting, you heard, in the middle of the day, and boots, like tactical shit. That's their aesthetic. That's the shit they like, you heard? That, and they have a culture associated with it. Niggas, however, niggas like, nowadays, niggas is wearing harem pants, you heard? Niggas is wearing, if this nigga know he at 32, he like, nah, son, I need that 29, boy. You heard? He need the 29, boy. You know what I'm saying? So, but people feed into these markets. Niggas saying, yo, you know, um, what niggas need, now the niggas need um, socks with um, images on them. There's a whole fucking market now blowing up with sublimation socks with images of iconic people on socks. Niggas want to show you their socks. You heard? Niggas, you know, I mean, like the nigga market is with everybody in the whole world. You go to the stores in the communities where niggas are highly populated, the stores have generally the same thing. They have wild Irish rose. They have 211, you heard, beer. And it's the, the people who own the store are people who are from other cultures. You go to the Chinese, they got a Louisiana fried chicken nigga down here that's ridiculous, nigga. That Chinese nigga, that Chinese nigga must got, he must have a time machine, and that shit got niggas from the 1920s, you hear me, in the time machine, sending him the chicken from back in the day. That shit is smacking. You hear me? The nigga sell Lucy's and all that. You feel me? He knows his market. He knows his market. He's serving that shit through that plexiglass because he know where he at. He don't have to fix up the outside because these niggas is ratchet. Yeah? Yeah, they want him through the gate. You feel me? You feel me? So my shit is let's speak to reality. Look, look, let's speak to reality. Let's find your sector. A lot of people, I see people hustling. Shout out to everybody. I be seeing people have updates. One day I see the nigga, the nigga's a spiritual, um, comedic nigga, and then the next day this nigga flashes C-notes. Talk about he down with some group that nigga, if you text me right now, nigga, call me, I'm going to put you down. You know, I just got my first check. You know, uh, what's that shit, three circles, um, legal shield, all of that shit. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, nigga selling coffee, nigga. I love this shit. Yo, you hear me? But how can you take those endeavors to another level? You need to take the game of how you became a consumer and apply it to how you are a retailer. You heard? A lot of y'all sisters really can't afford the bags that y'all walking around with. So the shit make you do sinister shit. You was having multiple relationships with niggas for, for reasons based off of monetary shit, you heard? So you adjusted, yeah, you adjusting the game according to your situation. A lot of niggas, they call it catfished. You know what I'm saying? Niggas walk around with women, quote, unquote, that they not normally would fuck with, you heard, for a pair of Jordans. These niggas selling their soul for Jordans and H&M. You heard? Did <laughs> that shit? So I'm saying, culturally, you can't. You can't. Listen, 
culturally, you can't remove that from people's psychology. People want to adorn themselves, even the ancients. They had gold slippers. You heard? They were sitting on gold stools. That's something a part of human psychology. You feel me? You heard open-toed gold slippers and all that. So my thing is stop fighting against yourself. Get with the program. If you want to help humanity, especially if you're into the DVD industry, let me tell you something. If you make more money, I'm not a hater. If you make more money, I make more money. You heard? That's why I encourage and I have opened the door in the way for a lot of public speakers, even the ones who acknowledge the fact that I, put, I gave people a lot of platforms and stages in the early days for people to even hear their voice. You heard? I put people in front of significant factors, people, genius, master teachers, so people can actually see who they are. So I know the game. And what I'm telling you is this. If you make more money, we all cumulatively, cumulatively make more money. And the reason being is because if we improve the quality of the product, the populace who are associating this stuff, we can garner and grab new people. You heard? Like uh, the initiative that I've seen single-handedly, Polite brought more people into the conscious community exponentially. He almost tripled the numbers. You heard? And I'm going to say that because he had an aggressive promoter named King Simon who knows how to promote music events. I got a flyer where King Simon, as Simon Templar, promoted an event. My father had it and kept it. It was for midnight. He promoted an event at Madison Square Garden. This nigga knows what, this brother knows what he's doing. You heard? He aggressively passes out flyers all the way to the last hour of the event. You heard? So he don't have no flyers left aggressively. So he knows the number game. If I give a thousand flyers out, I can get a hundred people. You heard? So them using flyers that are glossy, smaller, with the pictures. You heard? Images, 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 images. Again, promote the psychology of mind to become more creative, enamoring itself with the feeling is so that it can occupy the same space of that which it aspires to be. Yeah? If you use images, if you're trying to sell, this is the perfect example. They always do this right in front of you. They show you before and after pictures of people, right? The before picture is always dark as fuck. Yeah? The people here ain't done, right? But the after picture shows you the modification that they made with more light and then the hair done. Yeah, and shit like that. Yeah, I don't care what it is. Yeah, if it's for tummy tucks, you did, you did some sit-ups, you took a supplement, made you diesel, whatever it did, yeah, the before and after pictures always follow the same blueprint for a specific reason. It's showing that what you want to ascend to psychologically, they already embed this into you, is that which is lighter, that which has more red tones in it, where the red tones are noticeable. You heard? So with technology, they are able to insert the color red effectively with the use of symmetry inside of programming to trigger responses from your primal self to trigger the responses to buy. A lot of y'all got money that you really, you need all your money to pay your bills. You heard? After you pay your bills, you have weed money, right? 
and then you play the game in your mind with those three bills that you know you got to pay, but one of them shits don't get paid because you got to do something cute for yourself. You heard? So you can't walk outside with your paycheck because you know you you crazy than the motherfucker. You start think, contemplating that type of stupid shit. Talking about you can get a piece of rent next time because so-and-so said they was going to order some shit from you um, and like that, and you start playing with these people's money because you came outside as an impulse buyer. You heard? So you with your impulse buying money, you, you go right to wherever the avenue, the major strip is that got the conduit of energy, the most red tones is right there. The Kennedy's chicken on this block, you keep going down the block, they go all of these uh, foreigners selling you nigger clothes. They have, they have foreigners selling niggas sublimation shirts with Greek deities and statues on them for G money. That shit was interesting to me. I am not mad. You heard? I am not mad because I'm not going to be angry. You heard? I don't give a fuck about nothing no more. You heard? I'm like this. Hey, this shit was here before I got here. You, you understand? We in the business of survival, and I only care about those people who care about me. You feel me? That's it. I ain't got that energy. I'm not Gandhi and none of them niggas and Martin Luther King and all of that old shit. That shit is cool. You heard? But I already know that story ends the same way. All them niggas end the same way. You heard? Everyone that starts a revolution never inherits the revolution. It's only the people who bring the revolution to a, uh, a what I want to call a close or a decisive decision as to what you're going to do. You heard? Because I've been in up situations. Yeah, niggas stunt on you. We could be sitting up talking about niggas stunting on you for three, four years. Niggas just going to keep stunting on you until we get to the decisiveness of going to approach and be like, what's your fucking problem? We can settle this right now. What's good? And that's how you move through life. You have to address your issues. And when people don't address their issues with you personally, they're the ones that fester and their issue dissipates with them. You see, that's one of the ways you can free yourself spiritually and open the way for you to get more abundance is accepting the fact that when people be mad at you, that be their pre-registered fear shit. They're afraid of being abandoned, so they create an emotion or an environment for abandonment to fulfill the destiny of what they feel is going to happen anyway. So they start some bullshit before you even get a chance to cash the check. You know how them, them, them situations be? You be like, man, I'm glad this whole flip because I'm about to get this bread. You flipped when a nigga was, was, was two quarter waters, 50 cent, and now I'm, now I'm 50 to $50 million man, you heard? And you like this. I was there. You ain't here, but you ain't, you ain't holding it down. You ain't riding all the way through. So, therefore, you can't get the, the blessings that's incurred by that. Now, Floyd, the reason why they sell Bacon and eggs is because of Freud. The reason why women smoke cigarettes in public is because of Freud. The reason why Newports was saying alive with pleasure, menthol, because of, uh, of Freud, and all through his nephew, Edward Bernays, you heard? He even was sequestered and asked help from the government as to how to introduce democracy in other countries, in particular, I believe, Panama. He was the one that told them to 
create a constitution and make the people feel like they have a say in the ways of the world. And this is trickled down into the technology realm of computers. To be able to say that you like or dislike someone's comment is based off of Edward Bernays' blueprint for governmental structure to control large populations of people to allow them the ability of choice. Now, Facebook and these other modalities, they, use, they only use two colors of predominance in most of these websites. The colors that they use are, of course, red and blue. You heard? And red means choice. It's a primal choice. You heard? You, you feel me? So, you know, it's a primal choice. You feel me? So it, it's a choice for where, you know, hold on one second. So it's red and blue constitute the colors that dictate the yes and no factors psychologically that resonate with the flesh. Blue is pleasing. It is reminiscent of pleasing skies. Red is reminiscent of that which is primal. So for you to be able to press the button, this is why I use the red. If you look at the flyer for tonight's show, I purposely made words red because I'm speaking about Dog Star Hip Hop. Dog Star Hip Hop is occult, esoteric music. See, these niggas just sitting up shitting on music. I'm about to do some shit. Word is bar, word is the word to everything I love. I'm about to go in and do a whole presentation and a series of presentations. In particular, I'm going to Atlanta where there are artists and people who are aspiring to, um, to sell products and do so in an efficient manner that, covets, that allows them to be highly coveted by their peers. Shout out to this sister I met down there in a business meeting, sister named Chef Aki. Her presentation was immaculate. This, yeah, I met sister. Sister's a legend. Her, her presentation is immaculate. Her, her online presentation, what she has to offer, is immaculate. She has etiquette. She knows how to conduct herself in public. You heard? And it was a pleasure to be around her. And I was like, this is, as a 40-year-old, I'm 40 years old. I'm a mentor to my, my, my young people. My little homie took me over there to, to, to a business meeting to sit in and just, you know, soak in what was going on and to chime in, you know what I'm saying, whatever. And he's sitting with investors, you heard? And, 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 and they are investing. Everyone wants to invest in, in, into the best package, and who has etiquette? Etiquette is very important. You gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them. You're you're not so what you feel in your mind that you hot and that you significant and your peoples feel that way. That shit don't mean nothing in other markets where people don't want to hear that shit. You heard from you. You better know how to move in a room full of vultures. You heard. You better have a pair of fangs in your back pocket to put them on when it's, when, it's, when it's vent time. You better learn how to move like a dove when you're in the company of other doves, you heard? When you with sheep, your wolf, you got to tuck your wolf in and put your sheep clothes on, you heard? You got to sometimes be quiet and let the people who know how to talk, talk, you heard? You feel me? So, you know, getting on, doing... <laughs> 
for, for everybody knowing they wrong. You understand? So if me, see, for instance, if me and one of my homies say we we are in a business venture, and my homie want to work, he want to get a, a workout uh, spot. You heard? Do you think I'm gonna be the model for the fucking workout? Take your shit off. We're going to take some flicks. Grease up, nigga. We're taking some flicks. You're going to be the poster boy for the workout, for the gym? No. I might be the poster boy for the restaurant, you heard? <laughs> the chef, you feel me? But I'm going to leave that, that shit to a nigga that do the working out. And I'm going to just get the bread, you heard? So a lot of us be wanting to invest who we are into the products that we sell, and you're not keeping it real with yourself, you heard? Some of us don't need to tell the world that we black for our product. You will get a step further if you would make your product universal to all humanity. You heard like famous Amos. When I was little, ain't nobody had no problem buying a pack of cookies at a high rate, you heard, from a black man that was on the package. He saw it was a white package. And the part that said famous Amos, well, it, was, it was white and like hints of brown. They never really deviated too much from the iconography, and I believe it was blue tints in it. But years ago, before he sold it, he, it was a brother on there with a beard, and he was a little grand, you heard? And people ain't had no mind. They didn't mind buying nothing from no brother. You heard? They didn't have a problem whatsoever buying nothing from a black man. You feel me? So... It's a very interesting thing, man, where you take into consideration that your primal self and your primal body is a blueprint and a book for you to read as to how to address the world around you, how you interact, how you act around certain iconography and images dictates how others may do so as well. So now, I had mentioned something about the box before. Freud, Freud, in one of his psychoanalyses, uh, he had an analyzed his female patient for almost a year and some change. And right before, right before he was about to um, to do one of their psychoanalytic sessions, she presented out of her pocket something he never saw before. And she pulled out tin can or a box with mitts in it. And he said to her, he said, I've never saw that before. And she says, well, I always keep it on me. You heard? Now, this is somebody he's been psychoanalyzing for a year now. Now, after all that time, the female presents a tin box with candy in it and Freud's analysis of it was that she was about to reveal to him a secret, you heard? And that was the psychological ritual that she simultaneously, because they say no human being can keep a secret. Freud says this. And I'm not, this ain't no shit I, hold up. Twin is right here. He's my witness. I'm not no Google nigga. I got the books. Where my Freud book at? You know, I got a few of them shits. War, Sex, Neurosis, and a uh, whole comp- compilation of his uh, psychoanalytics. And he associated her showing him that box with mints in it that is associated directly to 
he wrote a book, Troy, the Complete Introductory Lectures on Psychoanalysis. And the previous owner of the book was a neurotic. Cut, they, they underlined all of the important shit. You heard? Then the whole book is underlined. So now, sure enough, as he predicted, the revealing of the box, because the box is associated with female genitalia, coupled with the fact that she never showed it to him, sure enough, she revealed to him in their psychoanalysis something that she never revealed to him before, but the precursor was her showing or associating her genitalia with secrecy or giving something. You heard? So remember this. Remember that everything is connected. Iconography, it goes beyond your moral compass and your moral high ground that has been given to you by your ecclesiastic parents and your society. You heard? These iconographic images, if you take the cross, Evan Valentine just demonstrated this to us in, um, quite eloquently in various lectures, that if you take the cross of Christianity and fold it, it will become a box. You heard? It's, it's made geometrically to fold into a six-sided figure. When you go to Mecca, where they have millions of Muslims oriented every single day, five times a day, they pray towards what is called the Qibla, or the, the direction which is the east, which when we get there is a what? A square, a cube. They circumnavigate this cube. They kiss it in the corner. They kiss in vaginas, you heard, at the Kaaba. You heard, Christianity, the paradox of it. How does a religion begin from the killing and the destruction? How does time for that matter? How does time for that matter exist? Um, where, where, what you call it is at? Where, uh, why, why does time exist predicated on the destruction of the most pious man of the time and a re- representation of God? And why was he, in, in all the, in various parts of the story, surrounded by two women of the same name, one an older one and one a younger one? This is the same thing of Asar with his wife and her sister. You see images of them both catering to him. You're catering to his existence. You'll find Aset and Nephthys on either side of him in many images and visages. Why is this? Because the the masculine mind requires, it is uh, is multitudinous in its, I didn't say the word polygamy, because you motherfuckers get crazy when you hear that shit. It is multitudinously attracted to femininity because femininity is the only gateway for it to express itself. You heard? And and the creator made it in such a way that a woman can only accommodate, right, the seed for a nine-month period of one particular man. And then this is also a gift and a curse that even if she does not have a seed, if he ejaculates in her, his seminal fluid has within it his characteristics and they are now lodged inside of her bloodstream because the lining of her uterus is made in such a way is where it absorbs what is secreted in it. And it puts the attitude, his behavior, his thoughts, and this is why she can read your mind. You know, she could figure out shit you want to do before you do it because you're sharing fluids. You understand? So now... Taking that 
into consideration, that means that women are in this sense on a on a on a physical realm far more technological in that sense, far more significant and should be coveted and cherished and men should have as much access to them as possible. You heard? And if you look at the numbers game, this actually what far more females than it is men for a specific reason. Not the reverse. Now imagine that's in a reverse society where if the women, if it was socially accepted, which it is kind of, you heard, for women to have multiple male partners that she's all sharing their seed. They, they all, their seed, she's accommodating to all those seeds. So, it's, 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 so what, what happened inside of her physiology, she would have all of these attitudes of all these men combating against one another. These niggas are in her bloodstream arguing, jealous. Like, what, did, what is you doing over there? Like, but I, I don't know no niggas that enjoy sharing women. But I know women that become sister friends, comrades, your, and love the sisters who help accommodate and cherish the psychology of significant men. You heard? And nature endowed us with that ability for the purpose of survival. You heard? So when... You think about uh, monetizing products. Every time they show you the do AK man, the most interesting man in the world, they don't show, they don't, when they use a man to sell something, they drape the man in, around multiple women. They always put him in between pillars of women. You hear? But no, it's never one woman because it undermines the psychology of the populace. And they know the truth, but they're not going to deny their market the truth. So they're going to insert it inside the iconography, you hear? You feel me? So, no, I'm proud of those brothers who are monogamous and cherishing that one woman because even in Islamic paradigm, the Rasulullah says that you can have four wives, but it is best for you to have one. You know, it's a, you know everything has two folds. It's, there's two sides to every coin. Those are extraordinary people. But I think those situations last the best and are greater when those two people are working together to create something financially. Because if we always work and we ain't got no time to be shucking and jiving and, and pulling stunts and doing foul and wicked shit in the cut. Understand? So open the lines and see if the people want to talk and ask some questions specific to their products. You know what I'm saying? Preferably people who want to call in who have products and questions about their products and how they think. Because after this, I'm, I'm charging the game. I'm char- you know, every, the game's to be sold, not told. I'm not giving this game, but I have clients that's in the music industry. I, I do art for uh, high-end clients that have over a billion impressions online. You heard that what I say, and I, I, I can't lie to you, the fact that I show and prove that I have marketed by myself, guerrilla marketed over 70 products, and that I can send my potential clients online for them to go see how in perpetuity I created uh, a brand, you heard, they enlist the help of that to emboss it into their products and their services and what they offer. So, you know, don't be surprised, man. I'm telling you, I promise you, man, it's not hard to walk on the stage and get the award. You heard? It's not hard. I've been around, you know, I celebrated. I was with um, Pharrell at his birthday party, you heard, at Cipriani's in, in the city on Wall Street. And I'm sitting around, 
I'm looking at all of the images and the iconography and all of the people around, and I'm like, look, hip-hop then came a long way, you heard? It then came a long way, but I didn't see that it was a good thing cute in there playing the music because I'm going to tell you what hip-hop looks like on that high-end level. It was 16 and 17-year-olds, six-foot Scandinavian Europeans singing your songs, dancing all on the floor, bugging, acting like niggas, you heard? There weren't that many niggas there, yeah. But the, the niggas was me, my brother, Pharrell, his peoples, Swiss Beats, and his lady, and that's it. Everybody else, we were surrounded by pilgrims and SpongeBob. Yeah, that shit was crazy, and I'm like, they playing hip hop tunes, and everybody in the in their mother is saying shit, old shit. Yeah, and these are 16, 16 17 year old models, because uh, the European my white white girls, for some reason, be looking older than they is when they're young, so they use them. So the tall ones with the even gaps and shit in their teeth, they was all in the outside smoke, dancing to your shit, you heard? So they used them as the means by which to sell these products. So I know what I'm talking about. I see what they wear. They was in there dressing like the, the, the sisters, you heard? You feel me? So open up the line and see if some people, some significant, intelligent people have intelligent questions. And Red, homie, about to open the line. Yeah, Red. You back with us. All right, I'm here. All right, family, now is the time. Any questions, comments, or concerns, please press 1 and we will open up your line. All right, family, any questions, comments, or concerns? Please press one. Let's go to the four oh four. Let's take it to the eight. Four oh four. Four oh four two nine nine. Call up from the four oh four. Was goody peace. Peace, just listening in, just listening in. You have any questions, comments or concerns, my good brother, since we do have you here on the line? Uh just very enthralled with the commentary and uh listen I think the button was accidentally but uh very enlightening. Okay. I do congratulate Not a problem, brother. brother. Absolutely. Peace. All right, I'll put you back on mute. Indeed. Let's go to the 618. Caller. Caller from the 618. 618-310. Hello? That's you, Red? Red. Yeah, I'm here. What's that scratching noise? That's you? Scratching. I was texting. My bad. I didn't know that it, it uh comes. Yeah, it picks up. All right. All right. Let's go to caller from the six one eight six one eight three one zero six one eight. Peace. So as you walk to the door to the right, you can see the uh, valet office. Outside the office, we got a computer screen with a scanner. Uh-huh. We ready to leave? Just scan Family. the code. All right. Good luck. Yeah. So yeah, we'll bring it up. Right. Caller. Caller from the nine one four. Nine one four three nine one, nine one four. Call a peace. Yo, what up? What up? What up? What up? Yo, Rashid, what up? Pill, what up? Who this? Lucky? Yo, what up, B? I just called in to say Rashid. What up? Yo, condolences, beloved. I just really called in for a brief moment, man. I ain't speak to Sheet often, man. I heard what happened to your old Earth, man. I just want to say condolences, you heard? Thank you, King. I appreciate you, man. Real. Nah, How you doing? Well, I thought about you the other day. Where's the mother? 
Word of love, I said, what's up with the homies and shit and the BX? What's good with you? You good? I see them. Yeah, I see them on Sunday. Got a couple things, fam, you know what I'm saying? Just laying low, you know what I'm saying? I schooled red to it. Got a couple things on the horizon. Just laying low, fam. I ain't get to hear your joint. I just seen you up on the joint. I said, let me call in real quick and just big my man up. So I ain't really here for the long because I want to hear what you was talking about. So you know I'm going to catch you on the rewind. I just wanted to big you up, my G's. All right, I feel that, man. I appreciate you, Lord. Appreciate yeah. you more. You're rare. I'm going to holler at you. Blue, what up, fam? I'm going to scream soon. You heard? All right, love. Already I'll see you folk, bro. All right, beloved. All right, bro. Peace. Let's take it to BK, 718-718-495. Well, this could be the BX. All right, 718, call a peace. Yeah, yeah, what's up? This is Brother Urias checking in from the planet of Brooklyn. Oh, you already know. Yeah, ha, ha. Ashe and Ashe, piece of the uh, red pill, blue pill, and brother Ashe. Hey, like hey. The, um, yeah, like AA bring out the, the, the university. They must have had y'all in detention or something, because I ain't heard y'all in a minute. Man, I've been, I've been, I've been in this matrix, matrix thing, just going through it, figuring out a little spiritual struggle thing here. But it ain't nothing. It's already pre-written for me to do this. It's just, I'm just reactivating old, old thoughts to get it, get ahead of this thing here. But uh, I want to be real quick. You know what? I realize what this whole conscious move, movement is like. I used to skateboard back in the early '90s. I mean, well, yeah, the early '80s. I mean, early '80s, late '90s, and. I was the only brother out of the, you know what I'm saying? There wasn't too many brothers skating. And I was like, damn, man, you know, I feel like I'm ahead of everything because I was skateboarding, snowboarding, riding BMX bikes, everything, you know what I'm saying? And then I come to Brooklyn amongst my people, and they look at me different. They was like, oh, you want a chain wallace? You got Tony Hawk shoes. Ooh, what you about? That is corny, you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, what? Four or five, what, not even that, two years later, skateboard wear is the main thing. You feel what I'm saying? So in the same sense, is this, this consciousness thing is almost like a parable to what I was just explaining. In a few more, maybe one to two more years, they're going to pick up. They're going to pick up and they're going to fully receive it because the whole thing is we there's an energy influx that's about to come. It's like that parable in the Bible to say, only 144 shall be chosen or whatever. I think we're about to step into the realms of the people who are going to get it the now and the people who ain't. If you ain't going to get it, you just ain't going to get it. But right. it's going to become, it's like fashion, how every like everybody looks like everybody now. You feel what I'm saying? And the mentality of the people is just going to reach that level to where they're just going to, they're going to click. And I know one thing that the the, the people that, quote-unquote, run this society, they notice. Only people that truly ain't aware of it, that who really has the power right now, if we really peel the skin back and let people look, comedic people and people that have the universal mind thought of the oneness of sharing different intellects and different artistries and different things of that nature is really is really going to be running it. And they know it, you know what I'm saying? And the funny thing is, at my job the other night, I see Cozy. What's his name? Nicholas Sarkozy. And uh, his girlfriend, uh, not his, I think his girlfriend, his wife was performing. But there was, she was even talking about Snoop Dogg and all of that. And it's funny how it relates to what um, well, he was saying, how he was in Pharrell's party. And they're the only brothers up in there like, oh, this is crazy. Because I, I started tripping out. I was like, these are like aristocrats over here. You know what I mean? Men in all, like blue, what is that, 
blue pinstripe suits, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, these ain't the regular uh, uh, black card holders. These are some blue chip stockholders right here, you know what I mean? We got some philanthropists up in the building. And I was like, damn, bitch, quoting hip-hop and laughing with the woman, and most of the music she had created was all in a hip-hop form. So I oh, understand what Rashida is. That's, that's and then that's I just used my little mental mind to it, and I get my own little hypothesis that, hey, this thing, we, we truly running it in the era of, quote-unquote, the man got us that That's done. That's truly a debt. That facade is burnt. Who, what we, our people truly don't see is that it's our time. The time of our time of getting back to standing at their perpendicular is now. We, the, the, the masses that are unconscious, that will, be, will become conscious, the few, it's going to be a wildfire, and they know it. So now it makes sense of why they're using uh, Crimea and Russia and all of that is a diversion because some above is about to come through like a tsunami for the mental. You know what I'm saying? And it's, if, if you was destined to get it, you're going to get it. And if you wasn't destined to get it and you ain't make that decision, where well, I believe everybody in this universe gets that mental moments of uh What's that? Not clairvoyancy, but gets a mind of uh, clarity to know what you're doing right from wrong and when to make that change. You feel what I'm saying? The judgment call was already already played upon the humanity. You know what I'm saying? And it's now up to each individual to really avatar. Because if <laughs> I'm telling you, if, they, if when this thing clicks and it does click like clothing and fashion, oh my gosh, man. You, we right now, we at, like, how would they say before Silicon Valley had its bust? We at the, 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 the pre, like, the blowing other bubble. <laughs> the bubble ain't even fully circular. We just, it's just a light breath blowing into it. This thing is about to erupt on the level that's insane because back to what Brother Rashi was saying is these, uh, these images, the coloring, they know it, and it goes simultaneously with skateboarding and different extreme uh, sports. And what lies at the crux of those sports for me participating in skateboarding is the creativity of oneself and learning how to know that you have more functions than what you're doing. Because when I was skateboarding, I realized I ended up learning how to freestyle. and ended up learning how to do diff- so many different things. You feel what I'm saying? That I didn't know how to do, but then I learned on my own as a skateboarder. You feel what I'm saying? And now it's like when I come up with people and I'm like, it's so funny. You look like me about ten, five years ago, and you have the same mentality as when I did as I first got introduced into the extreme culture because that whole Generation X was a whole preparing of, to make the whole cultures one. To When you look at a brother or a, a quote-unquote European, you, you will see the same similarities. You won't be afraid of neither one. You feel what I'm saying? And fashion has reached its high point at its high point. We are at the crux of that beginning. Like, you remember how the hippies had to say that? I mean, the hate Ashbury movement and all of that? We are at the beginning crux of that whole er- that whole new era. You feel what I'm saying? It's just, it's <laughs> it just about the pop. Because this whole thing is just like, it, it, it's like what Rashi is with the clothing the music, and now you got high-sidity European people 
quoting rap music like it's just, ver- you know what I'm saying? They ain't just messing up the words. They quoting it verbatim. Because I even heard another lady quote another Snoop Dogg, and she, oh, and here's the kicker. She was performing Ella Fitzgerald, all the Ella Fitzgerald's music. And I said, you know what? This lady has channeled Ella's energy. Because she was even talking about how Ella didn't like people that smoked trees, right? But the people in the band used to smoke trees. And one time she caught a uh, contact from them smoking in the back because she used to cover up with a jacket. And she said, well, I think this is one of the songs that Ella wrote when she caught a contact. Maybe she might need to hang out with Snoop. And that's the person that performed at that place that mentioned hip-hop. And it was nothing but an all-European aristocrat crowd. So, for those of who are listening and, and paying attention, you on the crux and on the beginning of something that's going, boy, oh boy, it's like learning the whole when technology and cable first came. We're about to enter that whole era now. <laughs> it's funny, man. That, it, just, it, just, it just blows my mind. But let me stop speaking and let the guys get back to work. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to share that real quick because I ain't checking with home base in a minute. I've been out here, man. I've been doing my Neo thing, man. <laughs> because we're yeah. telling you, when you realize your purpose and your function of the spirit that functions in the body which you are functioning in in this world, and you understand that every problem that comes to you is the same problem, all it does is shift forms, and it's up to you to use that pineal energy to see all the same forms in different shapes. And to know it's the same thing coming at you the same way. You wake up in the morning, somebody at the corner store acting funky. Okay, you pass them by, don't pay no attention. Hop on the train. Another person acting funny. Now it's a woman. It's that same energy traveling from person to person. Because who we are, who you know you truly are, to those who know who they are, you, you're more powerful than the sun that's about to burn out for the next sun that's about to come. So things are about to really, really explode on a great level, man. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Because I feel so much what uh, what uh, brother is saying. Because it's true. Because it's funny. Consciousness. People, it has consciousness on a selling on a on a uh, on a economical level presented to the average person has become sort of militant. Because I stepped back and been watching from the cut, and I and Rashid is so right. If people make their things universal now, because the day and age of KKK or the, the the Black Power Movement, and the, if you really awaken, when you look at both sides, they sound just the same, just two different hues arguing on the same level. You feel what I'm saying? And now, when people of of the new conscious age are stepping out selling their products, it's like Rashid said, most of that stuff looks dull, is copied, and there's no proper energy signal to push forward. The and it's it's the same energy. You just got to, it's just like what our ancestors did when they made it the dead pillar. They said, okay, this will hold this energy. Okay, we made the art, this will hold this energy. So when these things are set up through time and they're made crisp and clear, that energy will resonate regardless if it's paper, rock, or whatever it's on. long as that image is imprinted, it's going to resonate. So to those vendors out there, you need to one-up that game and come off of that militant stuff and realize if you're truly conscious, it's the absolute oneness of it all. So you have to reach every hue of humanity that the ancestors put forth here on the planet. And if you can't accept that, you're just going to be stuck in that old paradigm that don't exist no more. Yeah. And then what will yeah. happen? 
you'll fade away with the picture. Right. Because I don't want to. I don't want to hold on. I don't want to. I'm sorry. I'm starting to go on a tangent, man. I ain't talking in a while. I ain't to speak to home base in a while. No, I feel you, and I want you to definitely, you know, get into your thing. But let us dialogue and interchange because you are calling in for the question, comments, and, and concern segment. You <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's just, you it's right. he, just, he hit it on the nose, man. He, he really hit I it. I feel you. <laughs> and, and that's funny because I haven't called in, and this is the first time of me hearing him speak about what's been going on. And it's like I just bear witness to that two nights ago. I'm like, damn. He is right. I'm here sitting in front of Nicholas. Sarkozy was there, and his girlfriend was performing, and they talking about hip-hop and got the whole crowd singing hip-hop. I'm like, and they said, I said, damn, Rashid, is, it, this is it's happening. And it, I don't know, man. Let me hop up off of here, man. I hope to speak to y'all off the show, though, but I say to y'all brothers, keep doing it. I got one last question. What's wrong with the website? I can't get on. What website? The, the Know the Ledge website. Oh, it's still under construction. Okay, okay. So you see what I'm saying? I haven't even been checking in on 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 uh, on phone on uh, yeah. KTL phone or every time I try to check to the computer, nothing. So I just, you know what I mean? I've been really into the matrix, like you know what I'm saying. Had to switch up my whole thing to see what's really going on at the crux, because something in my in the whole universe, my soul is something is is on the whole new. The funny thing is. The uh, the um oh come on quick hurry up the uh, the the star David whatever it's, the star David that is called yo it's directly over my crib man the whole formation is over the crib so I see why the Hasidics and all the Jewish people hail pull to this main area so powerfully because this is the energy spot and it's the main crux of it for what's about to come that's why they creep it back in over here with regentrification. They've got, they can't get it themselves because somehow that melanin in them is closed, and they have to be around us, which are resonators of it, so they can sustain themselves to live further, which yes. I don't know All if right. they're going to make it. I'm not the judgment caller, All but right. the message. Brother, you raise. I say, I yes. say. I say, brother. Peace. All right. Peace. All right, let's go to caller. Caller from the 225. Two two five two seven zero two two five. Caller. Hey, Ancestor Starship. Moors on the moon too. Second cities make you see messianic prophecies. Peace, right. <laughs> What's good? Peace. Peace. Yo, we had some. Yeah, it is me, Lord. Peace to the God. What up with you, little bro? I'm chilling, man. We had some people in the chat interested in participating in the coursework, man. Make sure you get the information out to them. No question. Well, the, um, my Kabbalah God at Gmail email is um, kind of janky right now. I got like 40,000 emails in that shit from 2008, 2009. I ain't been fucking with. So yeah. they shut my little shit down till I buy the Google or something else. They want you to buy some space. Well, I'm about to erase some shit. Yeah. Yeah. But long story short, I got the uh the email for people that's interested in getting the coursework and this is for people that really want to improve the quality of their life and step they shit up. Whatever you doing, I don't care what it is, you could use what we got to offer to improve what you're doing. So the email is redhouse one word four seven four at gmail dot com. 
hit me up. I got prompt responses. You know what I'm saying? But uh, redhouse four seven four at gmail dot com. Hit me up. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know it's only a dollar a day. You heard? And I just want to say this to my students. You know, with the uh, untimely passing of my 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 moms. You know, I um people mourn in their own way. You know. And um, I kind of, kind of mourning, you know, in the sense. I guess I'll be mourning for the rest of my life in a way. But um, uh, we about to turn it up, you know. So I owe y'all who've already signed up. I owe you four courses for your tuition, and uh, we about to upload the third course, audio and video supplement, and then the full fourth course. And then I'm printing out my family's uh, certificates, those who uh, did the first four course. You know, so as it progressively gets deeper into our course study, the shit is going to get crazier and really going to get a, um, a look at my scholastic mind and what I have to offer. Because for years I've been just chilling and having it like done myself down just to get some rhythm in the circle. You know, you know, no offense to nobody, but out of, you know, the new people, there's not that many people bringing some cutting-edge stuff, you know. You know, they, they, you know, a lot of stuff is people just remixing what the elders are saying, you know what I'm saying, and not bringing no new info. So I'm pushing this line where, you know, I'm, I'm taking it back to the books, I'm taking it back to the basics and creating this lifestyle of skulls, you know, fly scholars. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want students for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm 40 years old. I don't need a bunch of niggas running around me talking about they want to be students and all that stupid shit forever. I want them to be teachers accredited by a teacher and be able to take the message to another level. You know what I'm saying? Where I can sit back and I can learn. You feel me? I done gave, I done ran, I gave you this. Run Now you run where they take it someplace else. You feel me? So that's why... I'm really turning my movement, what I'm doing into a youth movement. I'm not really interested in older people, you know what I'm saying, you know, because they, you know, they kind of like stuck in their ways. I, I need, if there are older people, I need the older people who have the psychology that's adjusted towards them becoming children at heart, you feel me, and being able to um, enter the kingdom of heaven with a light heart. You know, but the youth movement is where it's at. Shout out to you, little bro. I appreciate you tuning in and being a patron as well as a uh, comrade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And shout out to uh, all the students. Shout out to my best student, Sister Sophia. She's a legend. But she, you know, she gets, she she's accelerated because she has an Islamic paradigm. You know, some people who have the last religion give, given to mankind, have a, a a little hump over everybody because they 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 have to say their prayers in a foreign language. Where in Christianity, a Bible a Bible which was originally written in two different languages, the majority of it written in Hebrew. The people don't have to employ Hebrew to be Christian. You could be a Christian your whole life and never say a Hebrew word, you know, and not know that you was like low key a Jew. You know what I'm saying? But the Islam, Islamically, you know, we have an edge over with people with language because we know that the word hikmah in Arabic means hakim. 
And Hakeem means why. So we know it means chokmah, which means wisdom when we get the Hebrew. So we know they're sister languages to each other. So in order for you to get back to your ancestors, you have to get back into their psychology. Getting into their psychology means getting into their language construct. How did they, did, did they construct words? And that's what we preoccupy ourselves with in the first semester. The sound of things, the direction of things, the Merkaba mysticism, Darashith is the structure of words, the Merkaba is the shape and the movement, the vehicle of words. Your Merkaba is a vehicle that you create with words. Here, and you get inside of it and it takes you where you need to go. You feel me? So, yeah, man. Real. I got it, Lord. I just wanted to make sure everybody that wanted the information got it. You already know. No question. Redhouse474 at gmail.com. Now, the people is loving them hats down here, too. They feeling that. Yeah. Look, I'm going to yeah. tell you, you can't, you, can't, you can't beat a pyramidal shape symbol. And whenever you see... Duplicity, any any type of word that employs the letter twice, like sigil has two uh, g, two y's in it. You heard right, and it it, it 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 attracts the mind when the mind sees duplicities and things similar to one another, like polo, for instance. People are buying a tetragrammaton when they buy polo. Polo is no different from yad he vow he Jehovah. Jehovah is yod. He, vowel, and then a he. Polo is P, O, a L, and an O. You ever seen TV? They got Vivo. It's V, I, V, O. You see Hulu? They got a television station. Hulu is H, U, L, U. I challenge you all to look at how they use letters twice. They use the letter twice to mimic the technology of the ancient priesthood who made God's name have two keys in it for a reason. You hear? You feel me? And, and, and they knew when you put a he at the end of a word, you hear, you can, um, you can automatically change its valence in the universe. And it won't be a prime. So it's like, <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's so much, kid. You feel me? That, feel that you. you know, I want people to, and this is for the this is for the nigga that's in school that want to be an FBI agent, and this is for a nigga that's want to be a trap star. You heard this information. You can be, you can ascend to no heights if you, if you create buildings or you're an architect of a building, unless you have a psychology that's that's fully. That's fully formatted, situated firmly on the psychology of um, of, of beauty. You hear? I don't even know what I said before that because I just got I just got something. Hi, baby dear. How you doing? Good. And so family is here, but yeah, King. You know we winning. You hear? We winning. Sure. I'm going to let some of these other callers get in here, Lord. All right, King. You know I get at what... you. Hell yeah. You know what we do. That's right. Yeah. Peace, Lord. That's right. All right, peace, God. All right, G. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're going to take one more call. Family, I made an announcement earlier. I need to recant that. Brother Umar Johnson will be at um, Blessed Love this Sunday. All right. Umar will be here Sunday. Wesley will be here Saturday. Los Angeles, West Coast family, stand up. They are two phenomenal, monumental, earth-shattering speakers that are going to be in town. Show your love and show your support. Don't talk about nobody comes through here. When they come through, you need to come out. All right? So blessed love. That's on Normandy and Vernon, which is 44th in Normandy, literally, because Vernon is 44th. 1440, I think, is the, the number. Either they 1440 or 1404. Blessed love. Shout out to Ross Bob and um, Tim. You know what I'm saying? I believe that event also might start around 5 or 6. You know, you could Google them. Or look it up on Facebook. I'm sure that I'll be posting it on the um, on the sites and stuff. Yeah, three four seven six three seven twenty one thirty five six three seven two one three five. We're gonna take one more call, little family. All right, call her from the three two one three two one three zero four three two one three zero four. Call her. Peace. Que, que pasa, mi gente? What is going on? This brother Ray. Peace, brother Ray. What's going on, brothers? Man, I love the show. Isn't it amazing? Yes, yes, yes. I wanted to ask uh, brother AA. Um, he was talking about earlier about you know about, about information, and, and he was talking. He was giving the comparison about you know two bodies having information, and if the body weights the same, and then he took the computer, right? So my question to him is, does the mind or the brain produce what's known as ether or the gases as you're increasing your thoughts in, in a higher frequency? Uh, the, the thing that they call gases are a, um, it's a very interesting method of attributing word forms to a phenomenon that we can't pick up with our sentient perception. So I'm going to say this, the gases can be measured by smells, textures, you can see them. I think, I don't think we have the adequate word to describe it. And I think what Kabbalah affords me is, it gives me an opportunity for me to be able to say where those thoughts exist. And the word that they, that the, the word Yetzirah means the shape, it's the shaper. There's a difference between making something and shaping something. See, making something is, is, is shaping is doing something with something that's already there. So I think that's what our thoughts do. Our thoughts coalesce what's already present. You understand? And it takes it and puts it into perspective. Now, we don't create thoughts. We take what's available and we shape thoughts. You understand? Mm, so right. I think what's produced is like um, templates, like thought templates. You ever see how they build buildings? The first thing before, before they build a great big skyscraper is they bring wood in. They bring the wood in, and the wood comes first, and then they pour the cement into the wood. So the cement, right. acts, you know, cement is like uh, some, something that's not as biodegradable as wood. Cement has its, its course in time where it would disintegrate, but not but, but wood would disintegrate 
you know, and turn into charcoal or turn into other things that, but it still won't dissipate totally. It would even turn into ashes. And like if you ever did drawing, you ever did charcoal drawing in art, they give you these pieces of charcoal, and the charcoal is nothing but burnt wood. You know what I'm saying? So right. you're taking burnt wood and, 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 and you just reamalgamating it and putting it in someplace else. So if you ever took like um, uh, a piece of wood and you burn the wood, the wood is going to, after it burns itself out, the wood's going to get lighter. You know what I'm saying? If you weigh what's left there. So the same thing with thoughts. Thoughts live autonomously in another balance, another realm, so to speak. You feel me? Right. You know, they're in the realm of what we call the yetseric realm, the physical body where you participate in the thoughts on the physical realm. And the thing that confuses people is their modality and their understanding of dissipation and death. So I just had a, a death in my family from a very close family member, my mama. You heard? And I immediately felt when my mama left that I felt, and I was there, like I was in the vicinity of her body, I felt like her presence was no longer confined to the con- context of her body. You understand? I felt like her presence, it did not, it's in, in the same way, if I take a computer and you take your computer, you got 750 gigs on yours and I got 750 gigs on mine, I erase all 750 gigs of mine, the weight of both of the computers is going to be the same. You see? Right. Because the information exists on a different wavelength that cannot be measured by the Malkuthic or the physical realm's system of measurement. But it doesn't mean that the information ain't in the computer. Same thing with thoughts. If I tell you something that you didn't know, it's not going to make you heavier. You heard physically. Okay? So it, it lives in the realm of shape, and that's how we manifest things, acknowledging that we take what's already available and we shape it. That's why the realm above Yetzirah is the realm of Baraya, and the realm of Baraya is called the creative realm. The root of the word Baraya is Burr, like Burr, like Gucci Man, Burr, right? And Burr means soil. So what's, what's the best localization for creation to uh, manifest itself within the soil? Now, what is the root of the word burr? The, the prefix root is the sound B, which means in. And then the suffix ending uh, is resh, which means what? Head. So it means the soil is the same thing as in your head. The place that you plant seeds is the same place as your mind, in your head. In your head, it has the same significance spiritually as the soil where you plant things. So as a man thinketh, so is he. You see? So, you know, um, I have, in, inclusive in my, in my dialogue, in my teachings, I give people the tools for them to understand and have this dialogue that you and I are having. So now we just... We just um, gave more science to the uh, phenomena of what is eloquently called gases. We gave it another context. So now above Briar and ending, and I'm going to end on this, and I'm going to say peace to everybody listening, boom, and um, above Briar is what's called the absolutic realm. In the realm of absolute, the root of the word absolute means atzul, and atzul means that which is the closest to. And the thing that they're saying which is closest to is God. 
So the thing that exists beyond, above creation is an existence where gender can exist. It's the envelope where gender exists is a union, is a union. Duplicity exists within the confines of the monad. So there are three things simultaneously going on in one circle. You heard? Because it's the circle, there's the inside of the circle and the outside of the circle. You heard? The inside of the circle can represent one gender, the outside can represent another. So the context for creation is under that which is the closest to God. Then under creation is the shapers, that which shapes. And those are that's why you you and I call on um, when people you see brothers and sisters do um, people who are into Western Kabbalah they'll do what they'll they'll do uh, pentagram drawings in the sky and invoke Raphael and all these other different deities and and angelic forms these are just place markers words to describe them wanting to shape the etheric realm you understand. Wanting to shape, bring and give shape to that which is unseen and give movement to it and allow it to, uh, us to dictate its movement and where it goes in the universe. So with that, I, lo- I love and appreciate everyone who's called and listened in this evening. And I appreciate you, brother, for that very intelligent question and uh, your no comment. You know, and I encourage everybody listening in live now and in the perpetuity of the stream, I encourage you to get get with the program. If you don't if you don't become a patron of the class, at least dedicate yourself to buying some of the books that I have available because I'm bringing people books that they have uh, never seen before, and uh, these are the books that everyone quotes from in their scholarly undertakings. So we got primary sources of information. This is ain't this ain't Google life. We about that life. You heard? Can't Google no this doubt. shit. You understand? No doubt, right. no doubt. Yeah. Well, peace peace to everybody. All right, King, peace to you and yours. Yes, indeed, family. All right, so thank you. Thank you for coming out and joining us tonight for this special presentation. I'm sure that you definitely got more more than you bargained for. Dog Star Hip Hop is definitely in the building. You know what I'm saying? We're going to leave with a selection from Brother A.A. Rashid. You know what I'm saying? But um, we want to say thank you to the family. Thank you to everyone that has joined us, that has taken time out of your schedule your, your your busy schedule to join us on this evening. Again, for the family on the West Coast, is a full-packed weekend for you out here with Brother Wesley Kamal at Karas. Brother Umar, bless the love. Come show your, your your love and your honor and your respect to the family, to some legends, okay, who deserve your presence. All right? <laughs> and you know, that soul go water seven, heaven, Seymour's. Power Peace is going to be in the building. We're going to have that sigil on. You know what I mean? Kings County, you're going to be doing the thing. So let me leave you with this cut, family, this Lupita. Okay? Peace. Check out for that new music coming. Yes, indeed. KTL Mixtape. Shout out Brother Ray. Shout out all the family. Shout out Red. Shout out everyone that can hear the sound of our voice. We love you. See you next cycle. I believe the Mooney Twins are going to set the week off next week. Alright, peace. Yeah, yeah.
Sabotage. Look for me, I wanna taste. 